everybody. Hi, it is I, your host of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast, your purveyor of all things dorky within the scope of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Drum. Hello. Good to have you guys. Welcome in another good week. Uh, doing, uh, you know, as you can see, maybe because I, I just moved the mic away from my face. I still in my car recording, uh, doing a lot of the, let me know, let me know, tell me how the how the quality sounds for you uh that'd be great because this stuff is uh you know it's it it, it, you know, it helps me out right it helps me out uh good episode on deck thank you guys for continuing to listen i appreciate it. thank you for your support following us on twitter at dorkside ring follow us on instagram at dorkside ring grum.tv is the the discord for all things that uh within my content and my community uh, you support.grum.tv is the Patreon. You get these episodes early, uh, provided I am, you know, uh, hitting the right buttons. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I don't hit the right buttons, and then I realize, oh, sh- uh, we don't have, you know, don't got the, don't have this week's episode uh, uploaded. Whoops. Um, that's what happened last week. But no, 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 not this week. Not this week, not next week, not ever again. Normally, uh, when I got a yawn, uh, you know, my mic doesn't pick it up, but this mic, uh, it does. Uh, or I should say, I have the ability to not uh, have my mic pick it up, and with a simple click of a button. And this and this microphone, it doesn't really have a mute button on it, so I can't be doing that. So, Fun episode this week. Uh, this week, I've got two good friends of mine from Grand Theft Auto Roleplay, Twitch.tv's Didact Gaming, and RB Streams. Uh, Two super fans on level with me in terms of, of, of the amount of wrestling that we watch. Uh, RB introduces me some some of the more interesting uh, Japanese uh, wrestling stuff that I've seen. Uh, so, which we'll get to event. We're going to get to as I keep going on. Uh, my list is ever growing, especially when you watch two thousands WCW when you go to sleep like I do. Uh, there's a lot that gets added. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, let me do that and let me do that. So, we haven't even touched, like, TNA. TNA has some absolute stinkers. We haven't even touched, like, 90s, uh, like, WCW. They got some stinkers. Uh, well, we will soon. We will soon, actually. I just I just put, I figured out one topic and, and found the appropriate media that I would like to use to show it and share it to future guests. But we're talking about 1999 WCW. We've got uh, Will Sasso. From Mad TV, comedian, uh, wrestling fan himself, Will Sasso, taking on Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart. That's right. An all-time great in Brett the Hitman Hart taking on Will fucking Sasso on Monday Nitro. Uh, it is an absolute, just bonkers idea. Um, uh, in that in thing that happened. Um we got that episode. Sorry, I was watching somebody drive really irresponsibly uh, while I was while I'm in my car. Uh, I should say I'm parked at work, so I'm in I'm in my car. It's off. It's not moving. So I should need. I should. I it should be like, you know, you know, I shouldn't have to say it, but like, don't be don't be driving around, you know, distracting yourself with like, you know, computers and. You know, cell phones. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not no saint. Sometimes I'll do that. Uh, sometimes I'll be, you know, let me just send this real quick. 
you know, one of those days is going to bite, it, it'll bite you in the ass. Um, and hopefully it doesn't really do, it's really just cosmetic stuff, hopefully, right? You know, um, but you never know. Uh, also, it goes without saying, don't drink and drive. Don't, don't be drinking and driving. If you drink, call, call Uber, call, call a friend, sleep in your car. Don't sleep in your car. That's actually, uh, well, if you sleep in your car, if you're behind the wheel of your car, if you're going to sleep in your car when you're drunk, sleep in the back seat. Uh, I think that that is a worker. I, I don't know. If you're in your car, don't put your key in the ignition too. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's also bad. That'll get you for drunk driving. Even if you weren't, you know, you know, uh, driving actually don't do that. Uh, anything else? No, don't drink and drive, wash your hands, wear masks, all that stuff. We got Didac, we got RB, two friends, Twitch.tv's very own, to come on the podcast. We're going to be talking about Bret Hart versus Will Sasso today here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. And that starts right about now. This is, this is interesting because this is the first one I've done uh, with two, like, devout, hardcore wrestling fans that um, <laughs> we occasionally will share with each other, like, just some some obscure, like, hey, did you see this video? You see this obscure-ass shit? Like, RB showed me uh, the... Um, Suzuki empty... Yeah, the Suzuki... O- which I've... After after Suzuki came and wrestled on AEW for a couple, a couple of things, um, I was like, hey, like, have you guys ever seen his empty arena match? Now they've, this is like a group that I've been like introducing like through Dorkside stuff and uh, pay-per-views wrestling. And I've told them about the Mankind, the, you know, rock empty arena match, halftime heat. Oh yeah, the half yeah, oh, the yeah. halftime heat. And that match, a Dorkside worthy match. But like, they're like, they're like, wow, that was wild. So they're thinking it's a, just like that, right? Like it's a hardcore brawl in an arena. And when they see that it's in the Tokyo Dome, which is set up as a baseball field, baseball. like there's, <laughs> they're like, hey, wh- what? Excuse me? Like, and I'm like, yeah. And then they see it's an welcome hour, to DDT. <laughs> and then they see it's an hour long, and they're like, how? There's no way this match is worth watching for an hour. And I'm like, just keep, just wait. And like, just the bits of everything of of, of like them running the bases throwing uh, Suzuki throwing his opponent at second base and somebody running out to be like safe <laughs> like you know brawling through the crowd they're up on the second level you know doing the like oh no he's gonna go over and then he goes over but lands like right in the next like it, it's not it's like in the one spot where there's not actually a drop yeah uh, <laughs> um and uh mascots Peggy. coming out everything Tagging wow. second base to get the the rope break on yeah. uh, submission. <laughs> the, and they're the, going safe, safe. The um the the pitching. Uh, <laughs> he's just like crawling away, so he sets up and he throws this like an imaginary pitch at him. Uh, <laughs> like, and this is the thing is, like, it's Minoru Suzuki who is just known nope. as this the murder grandpa. <laughs> the murder grandpa. Like he's a man who's fifty, who's in his fifties. Looks the same as he did when he was in his 20s because he's always been miserable. And that's the key because now he's like, you know, it's like, all right, he's not actually miserable, guys. Like, he just w- used to be miserable. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, like, anything of him as, like, a, a young lion, but he's always been looked miserable. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, well, I mean, he's got one, even, he's, as, he's even got as a young face. lion. 
even mm-hmm. as a young lion, he looked like he was a character in a Yakuza game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just see his get his ass True. whooped and he's just miserable the whole time looking like a Yakuza game member. Like, it's like, uh, this guy's going to be something, right? Like, he has to be because he look he stands out right now. Like, you know, it's like, it's funny. Like, so uh, for people listening uh, that don't know, New Japan uh, and just and Japanese pro wrestling in general has like a young lion system where you go, you live in a dojo, you are trained uh, as a professional wrestler, but you basically eat shit and learn to like it. Um, you have to. It's basically like they make in exchange for learning how to wrestle, you have to chauffeur, you know, uh, other wrestlers around. You have to wash mats. You have to build the ring. You have to do all these things. Uh, in exchange to be a part of their dojo. And basically, you occasionally get to wrestle with some of the bigger stars. I know um, in 2019, when John Moxley left WWE, the first thing he did, one of the first things he did of notice was go to New Japan, win their the U.S. title uh, in New Japan, and then was just like, this is my young boy. And he is, he is, he's mine now. Like, I'm taking him under my <laughs> wing. And I'm going to, he's going to get his ass beat well, because of me. <laughs> well, wasn't so, it Red Shoes' kid? It was Red too? Shoes' yeah. son. Yep. Sh- Shoto Umino, now Shooter, had, they, he had a curtain jerker with him. Mm. And he absolutely destroyed him. And then when he, because in New Japan, they always do like a press conference after every match. Yeah, He like picks him up. He says, I like this kid. This is my young boy now. And so Shooter would just carry around the U.S. title whenever, just trailing behind Mox while he's coming through the crowd. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so because it's like, you know, here's this guy who, when he left, when he left to go to the WWE was a ultra violent CZW, like, you know, like everybody talks about like GCW nowadays being like this. And it's like, nah, like that's his whole mo- like whole aura is just this. Anything can and will happen. Um, you know, like, you know, don't buckle your seatbelt in because you're going to get the fuck out the car as soon as he gets behind the wheel. Like, it's don't give this man a second to to take you on the ride with him. Uh, and it just made John Moxley pre-WWE a lot of fun. And when he got to WWE, a lot of people, like, can't wait for him to be, you know, John Moxley. And it's like, well, we got some of it, but obviously a toned-down version. And since... He, uh, Rob, he how can you left. say that? We, we we got the Ambrose Asylum match oh, boy. with the tree and Chris Jericho. <laughs> Look, hey, Chris Jericho is great. Hey, no, no, I can't even pretend it. Fuck Chris Jericho. Um, uh, yeah, no. Look, he he got a plant. Like Dean Ambrose got a plan over. The guy's pretty fucking good. Like, yeah, you know, I I I always hate when people are like, oh, they got him. You know, doing fucking, this shit. It's like, fucking Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Like the plant, <laughs> like, like here's the thing: uh, good wrestlers can make you know chicken salad out of chicken shit more often than not, and do it everywhere. Not just like the, like there's a lot of bad booking <laughs> everywhere. Um, oh yeah, but uh, before we get too deep into super talk, like this is this is this this is the this is the super fan episode of Dorkside. I've waited about thirty episodes before I got to the point where I've gotten like. Uh, let me get two let me get two big fans on that are up to date on things, so our references can be even up, more up to date. Uh, we're here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I've got two uh, friends of many years, two absolute goofballs who love professional wrestling. Uh, we'll start alphabetically as we always do. Didac, how you doing, pal? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing and RB, well. and we also have on the other side RB streams. What's up, my dude? How you doing? Welcome to the I'm doing side great. Of I'm doing great. I uh, yeah, it's good. Good time to be a wrestling fan. Great time. And a good time to be in the dork side of the ring. All oh, in. On in it's it's tough. I'm not sure the preface it or the the because you get the, in the ring. Yeah, oh, but you're on, on the, the dark side yeah, or the dork, dork side. side. Yeah, yeah. But you could also be in the dork side. You know, like Correct. I'm here, baby. Dork, <laughs> dork side is the click. Dork side is the click. That's right. Yeah, uh, we're all just we're we're at this point. We've we've gone past like 2016 level uh, uh 2016 Bullet Club level of size of members. Um, <laughs> like, like I, we've got we've got Jeff Jarrett and Scott the Moore thinking we're having too many people on in the group. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll start with introductions. Didact, tell the uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, what you do, what you work on, all this fun stuff. Yeah, uh, I met you, Grum and RB through uh, the crew RP GTA roleplay stuff. Uh, I'm a I'm a Twitch streamer, stay-at-home dad, uh, graphic designer, do all that stuff. Uh, you can find me, twitch.tv slash didactgaming. Uh, and you can find me at uh, on Twitter at the same same handle. RB, how about yourself, where they can find you, what you're working on, things you would like to, you know, take the time to talk about at the start of the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, I am RB. Uh, I'm a, a homegrown boy from Buffalo, New York. Greatest city in the world other than Philadelphia. Respect. Uh, I am a... Uh, uh, I, I work... Uh, I'm an analyst. Uh, but what I do when I'm having fun is I uh, spend some time on uh, Twitch and on TikTok. On Twitch, I am the RB stream, T-H-E-R-B. S-T-R-E-A-M, which is notable because on uh, Twitter and TikTok, it's a more pirate spelling. It's the R-B, T-H-E-A-H-R-B-E-E, because uh, <laughs> I'm not streaming there. So it just has mm -hmm. to be the R-B, and you can't yeah. have five letters. No. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, bas basking in the uh, uh, in uh, my uh, good uh, hometown guy uh, main eventing uh, dynamite this week. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's always a that's a great feeling. Yeah, uh, Daniel Garcia, like he's like he's still the heavyweight champion in in ESW, the local uh, gig, and lots of Buffalo people in AEW these days, and I really a, like it. It's a it's been a, a lot of Minneapolis people in AEW recently too. There's been a, a decent amount of Philadelphians too. This is weird. I don't like this. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't know. I mean, like Adam Cole is local. Sure, he, he's built from Panama, but that's so he can do the whole dirtbag thing. But he's a local right. guy. Uh, uh, Orange, Orange, uh, Orange uh, Cassidy, local guy, or not? Maybe not as local, but he did come up through Chikara. Uh, he was a fire ant, um, or one of the yes, he one was. Of the um, yeah. He, uh... I think he was fire. Yeah, ant. I think he was, he was fire. Ant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was fire. Ant. Yeah, he's one of the early colony members, um, which is just funny to think about. Um, also, I mean, T Chuck Chucky's not, but he kind of is. Like again, like Chucky Philadelphia. Is, he's yeah, uh, Yuta. Um, 
Yeah, there's a there's a there's a strong influence. I mean, when you when it's basically anybody who wrestled together in Chikara and PWG, like that's kind of that's basically what you're gonna pull from. <laughs> um, God, those Chikara, that, those 2010s Chikaras. I I regularly think about how cool it would have been uh, if like Larry Sweeney was still here, just because that dude had the most personality I've ever seen in an independent wrestler. Like, just. Every like it's very funny that like we do I like you know you guys know I do the Dusty Rhodes impression but like you guys also know that we'll have a regular conversation and suddenly I will just break into the Dusty Rhodes as if I'm having the conversation and nobody it's just easy to be like you know we're just having conversation and all of a sudden baby I just do the then we go into a conversation I keep talking and you're like Rim what's going on with you and I'm like what happened oh shit I went into the Dusty voice okay. Um, I don't even question it anymore. No. Yeah, it's 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 just it's just what happens. But like, I feel I got that, I got that energy from watching like Larry Sweeney because he could be having a promo very over the top and then just suddenly stop at that, having it at that level and be real serious, and then right back it's over this top caricature of shit where it's like opposite of like Eddie Kingston who is very much one one flavor all the time. But is very effective, you know. Uh, so it's uh, they're you know, growing up watching them. But yeah, uh, enough about ta- this is what's gonna happen all episode two is we're gonna we're gonna be talking about something and we're gonna go into uh, the nerdy aspect of pro wrestling. This is really the dork side of it. Um, yeah, but, th- yeah, that's what we're here for. Th- that's what. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's what the people are. Here that's for, what the bro. the people. Uh, we're doing this it the for episode. the people. This is like when they say the title of the movie in the movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm iron man son of a bitch roll credits uh time for uh, us to be fast and furious we're gonna be gone in 60 seconds this is our independence day <laughs> we're the spider-man man. <laughs> all right there we go spider-man um no way home there's Ooh. no way home um still haven't seen it though um, Boonsaw our... is going to get you. <laughs> Boonsaw is ready. Um, RB, though, uh, we'll do, we'll, we'll, since we're, I've already said it, and it's very apparent, we're all wrestling nerds. What is oh, yes. your experience with and, and background with professional wrestling and sports entertainment? Um, I was in the video, in the intro of the first ECW PlayStation video game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was... November, I didn't know to this. Rem- November to Remember was at the Burt Flickinger Center, a favorite uh, ECW uh, uh, trip. I think there were like two pay-per-views there, and they were there about twice a year. And there's a shot where um, uh, New Jack, of course. I think it was like I think it was like New Jack versus. It doesn't matter who's it, it was. It was New Jack. New Jack got up on the, so the, we were inside what was basically like a triple, like a three basketball court gymnasium. Okay. That was cut off and they had bleachers up on it. And of course it's ECW and New Jack is on like one of those like reinforced basketball hoops where it's got, it goes up into the ceiling and then it goes off an angle to another ceiling. Yeah. And he dropped on somebody on a table and I was right behind the table. 
So that's like the money shot of the video. And you can't make me out, but I can make out the wild ass Hawaiian t-shirt I was wearing or shirt <laughs> I was wearing that day. Like, that's me. There's New Jack. That's me. And like, I got spit on by, uh, by Sandman while he was going through the crowd for 30 <laughs> minutes drinking a beer. <laughs> kind of thing you can get from ECW. Um, I've been a wrestling fan since, <laughs> I think, since like I was seven. What? Uh, Hell of a what? segue. The f yeah, uh, like that's way to bury the lead. Fuck, I don't give a fuck about when you started watching wrestling. Excuse me. Wait a second. All right, hold on. So not only did you see live ECW in its pr in its hey, hey fucking day, not like, oh yeah, not like the, the tail end where you're like, we're excited about, well, it's like we have Steve Carino and that's about it. Like also we, I guess we have Rhino, uh, RVD's coming back from being injured. That's great. No, like height of the good, good fucking I, times. I, I got like, a, I got a late, uh, I think I got a, an RVD Sabu. Oh boy. It, it was, it was short <laughs> as it could be those days. Yeah. Uh, and the main event was the Impact Players versus uh, Dreamer and Sandman. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and New Jack did that. And uh, was that 99? Uh, no, it was 2000, I, right? Um, I think I was in. I think no, it was it 99. Be, it would be 99. Been, cause, yeah, because it was. Cause, the, it was. Yeah. Because November 2000 storms in, in WCW. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Let me pull up the. Let me, let me pull <laughs> up. Is November to remember 99? Okay. We had. Oh, sorry. It was Rhino and the Impact Players versus Raven, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman. Jeez. Uh, RVD versus Taz. Okay. Oh, oh. I, the, the best part, even though I didn't mention it, Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. <sighs> Yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> yeah, right. I think there was that a I, there was a there was a three way. Uh, yeah, uh, Jerry Lynn versus Tajiri and Super Crazy. Jesus fucking Christ! I had no I like I was like this was like I was a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. It was the it was was it the best night of my life? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like I have two really big wrestling nights like that. I have that, and I was at. Um, uh, Night of Champions uh, in what was then the uh, the uh, first Niagara Center, I think. And it was the year that um, Punk had a match. I don't remember who it was against. Uh, Mark Henry won the world championship. And he had the crowd, like, the crowd had flipped for him, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was, like, him versus Randy, and Randy was he, was uh, okay. was a face at that time, because why? Um, yeah. And it was right after a Beth Phoenix championship match, where the crowd just flipped, because, of course, Beth Phoenix in Buffalo, of course she's going to yeah. lose. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, we got super behind... Um, we got super duper behind Mark Henry and he cut a promo on us. Just like, you're not, oh, you're not rooting for me. You're rooting against every, you're here for me now because you don't yeah. like the guy I was going against. You don't care about me. Yeah. And that was like, and like John Cena showed up in, 
uh, it was 2011. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Alberto's uh, Maserati or whatever. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. Yeah. It was, I was, I, I, I didn't think I was going to go. And then day of, I took a look on like StubHub or something. And it was like, do you want a floor seat for 20 bucks? I'm like, yes. <laughs> of course I do. Of course I do. Why not? Yeah, right? At that point. But yeah, I've been, I've been into wrestling since I was really young. I uh, started watching like Superstars on Saturday afternoon. And then Raw became a thing. And then, you know, just sort of built from there. For a while, I thought I would be a wrestler, but I like broke my ankle like six times in high school between football and other things. So that became a uh, a non-starter. Um, and I've just been a fan ever since. That sounds about right. I think it's, it's very similar to my own. What about you, Didek? Your experience. Uh, what, uh, you know, uh, were you at CZW uh, stabbing Zandig with a... Uh, with a with a like a, a spike in the crowd, can we see you in a in a, in a best of CZW? <laughs> uh, un, un, unfortunately, no. Um, but I have had uh, my my brushes with with wrestling. Not not necessarily greatness, but uh, a few well known faces. Um, I've been a fan of wrestling since about the mid nineties. I think the the first pay-per-view match I remember ever seeing and the only reason I remember it is because it was the Sting uh rafter entrance when he faced Hulk Hogan. Mm. I can't even I don't even remember what pay-per-view that was. Was it night I want to say it was Halloween Havoc 99? It might have been. Cuz he didn't do it for Starcade. And I don't think he did. I don't think he did it for Super Brawl. He might have done it for Super Brawl '98. Yeah, just, he did the he did the yeah. the roof the the rafter entrance, mm-hmm. which I fucking blew my mind as as little little didact. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of I fell out of it until my cousin moved in with us at my at my dad's place, and mm. she was really into it because she was like Gaga over John Cena. And that was about the time that they did like the ECW revival. And oh, I got okay. sup- I I got super into ECW because I I really liked Punk. Hmm. Like when when I first saw that I'm like that guy, him. Punk's my fucking dude. And then I fell off about my senior year of high school, which was like I mean, I fell off around 2008, 2009, and didn't really get back into it. And then I started, you know, meeting people again and ended up working with a guy who was a huge, huge wrestling fan. And it was like, it just put my ass back into gear and I fell back into it and haven't really looked back since. (laughs) Uh, uh, First Wrestling is based in Minneapolis, and they... Most of their big like payoff show, uh, Russell Palooza, is held at First Avenue, uh, and the the promotion is actually run by Eric Cannon, who has been on. Uh, he was a Brian Kendrick in a notable WWE segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aria Davari, Sean Davari. Uh, Top Flight 612 is from here. So I've seen all of those guys wrestle locally, and it's phenomenal. Uh, 
but I don't have anything quite as prestigious as what RB has as being in the, the promo video. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not anybody I know. <laughs> I just, I just, it was just cool. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, you open up the game and you're just like, hey, there, there I am. There it is. That was one hundred percent what happened. <laughs> I, I I turned on the game. I rented it from Blockbuster Video. For those of you who don't know, Blockbuster Video used to be a place that rented videos and video games. Um, and I tur I turned it on, and I fell out of my chair. Like that's me. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's me. So, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything, haven't been able to go to a lot of wrestling shows recently. Um, but over the summer, I took uh, my wife and our son, and we went to, it was a first wrestling show. It was an all-outdoor show, which was, mm. which was great. Um, got to sit on the lawn of, of the Schmidt Brewery and watch guys beat the crap out of each other, which was great. Kid loves Thunder Frog, which I'm like, that's probably the best wrestler he can, <laughs> he can have as a as a... Is like that's his dude. Yeah, that, give me fucking, Thunder Frog. Fucking Thunder Frog is hilarious. Uh, both as as a in in kayfabe and out, he is he is a hilarious guy. Uh, and then um, in November, uh, my stepbrother sends me a text. Like I get this text from a random number. I didn't even, I didn't realize it was his number. And he goes, "Hey, you want to go to Full Gear?" Ooh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I would love to go to full gear. <laughs> so ended up going to, to full gear and seeing that live. And that was phenomenal. Um, seeing Baron Von Raschke give somebody the claw was excellent, <laughs> which yeah, another, another old local guy, um, mm -hmm. And that's what, like, that's what blows a lot of people's minds is, like, when when you see, like, the Four Horsemen or Baron Von Raschke or the Ganyas, and people are like, oh, yeah, those guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know where they all got their start? Including Minnesota. Ric Flair? Minnesota. Right. <laughs> like, they all, they all came out of here. Ric Flair wanted to be Dusty Rhodes. Like, it's wild to think about, like, one of Flair's best rivals is Dusty Rhodes when... He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start wrestling as Ricky Rhodes, and they're like, he meets Dusty Rhodes. Dusty goes, drop the fucking name. Like you can't be Dusty Rhodes. Like I'm not saying like not as like a brag. Like he's like, you're just gonna fail. Like you gotta be your own guy. Also, your last name is Flair. Like fuck it, that's a cool name. Just be Ric Flair. Just be Ric Flair. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that that's yeah. uh, but that that that's my. That's my wrestling background for the most part. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Well, so we got a bunch of nerds on the podcast this week. This is good. I feel I feel uh, at home on my own podcast. I mean, I always feel at home. I only have friends. But true hardcore wrestling nerds um, who made figuring out what I'm going to watch today very difficult. Um, but... Before we get to that, I do, you know, I like to do some contextual questions about the topic. So I'll, I'll ask, are you a Saturday Night Live or a Mad TV kind of, kind of, uh, like, which one do you, which way do you lead? We'll lead, we'll start with, what about you, Didek? 
Uh, I'm a I'm a Saturday Night Live guy. Okay. Always right. been a Saturday Night Live guy. RB. Uh yeah. I I I feel like I quote Mad TV more often because I had a boss who really enjoyed the Miss Swan. <laughs> uh, no Scooby Doo on the plane. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm an I'm I'm an SNL. I'm a New York guy. I went to school in New York. I'm an SNL mm-hmm. guy. That's fair. Hey, look. Uh, both are very good. I I think it's very funny oh, when absolutely. I think about like like SNL is obviously the powerhouse, but like Mad TV has a lot of like noticeable like people. What was I watching the other day? Um, oh, I um uh, Murderville. Like Murderville had a a cra- like had a significant amount of people that were on Mad TV throughout the six episodes that are on Netflix. I'm like, whoa. They're still doing this? Like, that's pretty fucking cool. And then it's, I'm like, all right, it probably has to do with the people being involved or, like, you know, hey, like, these are some of my favorite people. Like, you know, like, it, they're really good. I, but SNL, obviously, is just a machine that just churns out people. And even the people that don't make it, like, Tim Robinson's, like, I think you should leave is probably my favorite show on Netflix. And they're just like, yeah, your sketches are too w- weird for, for SNL. And it's like, meanwhile, it's like, Everybody is quoting Friday night. I think that we just might. Like, the dude, like, it's ridiculous. But Corn Cop TV, I wish it existed, you know, to watch, uh, you know, a coffin flop. He didn't rig shit. They told him that at dinner. Like, there's a lot of, like, quotable things. Plus, uh, the screenshots and just being, like, out of context, like I think you can, you should leave or taking it and being like, here's a screenshot that just works with this. Um, very enjoyable, very enjoyable. But he wasn't even a, a fucking writer for SNL. They're like, you can't write for us because your your shit's too fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he gets a he gets the net. The, how Tim Robinson's got a show is ridiculous. There's so there's a Netflix show called Characters, and basically. They give a sketch co- a sketch comedian or sketch writer an entire episode to write. So his episode is, is like two sketches, and they're fucking ridiculous. Like, it's him having a conversation with two old guys about just nonsense, and they're just talking about how things were back in the day, and he's like 30-something, and these guys are clearly in their 70s and 80s. But the, nobody is... Nobody is... It's like one of those things like, is the bit here that he's young and acting old and then you're like no that's exactly the bit because he needs to get a shot okay like all right and then it's just like this guy walks around uh um who is a like a gangster in like uh um uh like vegas and he is like spending all this money throws all of his money on red it hits black and then he has to go back and try to ask for all the money because he doesn't have it any like he doesn't have any of the money but he's like he gave, he ordered somebody a steak, and then like tried to make them give it back to him, even though they had just eaten it. Like he's trying to force them to vomit. It's ridiculous shit. It's worth checking out. Um, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, but like sketch comedy is great. I think I think SNL's probably. I mean, SNL's probably my choice, but Mad TV was more accessible because like it was on like Comedy Central in the middle of the day. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Whereas like SNL is so fucking like sanctimonious. Like no, can't can't have it in syndication. You can't watch old things. No, no, no. Um, 
which I guess I mean worked for them, but like Lorne Michaels is very much like Vince McMahon. I had that. Yeah, yeah, that is that's an apt comparison. I'm feeling old now because I definitely had Afternoon SNL. Really? Comedy Central. Yeah. Uh, like in the early days. Huh. Oh, maybe they just removed it. I don't know. I mean, I. I, I mean, not... it was there. I didn't have a computer, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but neither. So, like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't remember it. But then again, like, I. So let's see. So if '99, you were you were 14 in '99, freshman in high school. Uh, I okay. So you're only like seven years older than me. That's a, that's nothing. It's only seven years. Um. Yeah. Yeah, all right, so that's probably that's probably it's only yeah, one okay. broken mirror of bad luck. It's only yeah, it's only one broken mirror. Uh, by, so yeah, somebody's broken bad luck had had worn out. Hopefully, um, <laughs> bad dream broken dreams. I make them come true. But, like, but Lord, but Lord Michaels is like Vince McMahon, right? Like he doesn't want anybody being bigger than SNL now because. He got burned when guys became bigger than SNL. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, he's been, I, I honestly, there's a part of me that's just like the 80s were, you know, he left, the 80s mm-hmm. happened, and then he <laughs> came back and said, okay, now are, now are you ready to play ball? Mm-hmm. Because Dr. Evil is Lorne Michaels. That's 100%. Oh, yeah, that, that's the whole bit. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's the bit. Like, Dr. Evil is Lorne Michaels. Right. And like, uh, so he, he yeah. came back and just, you know, he does what he wants now. Well, it, and like, I can't blame him because what he doing, what he wants make made him like, think of it. So, like, you know, you have the eighties, they happen. Eddie, Eddie Murphy is the biggest star, biggest comedy star, maybe biggest, probably arguably the biggest star of the eighties. Um, yeah, I, definitely. I, 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 I feel like nobody talks about that enough. Like people do, but not enough people, I should say. Yeah, the Beverly Hills Cop movies are just beautiful, fantastic. He made Judge Reinhold a household name, <laughs> right? Judge I'll allow Reinhold. It. I'll allow it. Like he, so like you know, and Lauren sets up the stage for Eddie to become like that, but Eddie flies away and becomes this. Which, if you're Lauren. Being the creative but also controlling creative type, you just write that off as a okay. That's an anomaly. But then the '90s happens, and literally everybody go that comes through SNL goes on to become a bigger thing. Like, and Lauren has to attach his name to things to, to kind of make sure. I mean, like, look at the you know the early Sandler movies. You have the movies with Spade and and um, Farley. Chris Farley, and they're you know, Lord Michael's fingerprints Wayne's are all world. over it. Yeah, Wayne's world. like he's like, hey, I gotta make sure like these things are still mine, technically, kind of. And then, and it's they... so weird because he fired <laughs> the fuck out of Farley and Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> SNL, SNL Studios. Yeah, like he's he tried to do all these things so that he it would become like for better or for worse. Uh, you know, it's attached to Lorne Michaels, right? Like you, you see the movies end. The first thing you see, executive producer Lorne Michaels. And, and at the same time, like, like it's the SNL thing and it's the Lorne thing. Like, if you are a '90s like sort of out there comedy guy, it's the Kids in the Hall, mm-hmm. which was also executive produced by Lorne Michaels. Yep. 
and then half of them were on SNL anyways. <laughs> right? Like, it, it's just like, every, and the parallel to, to Vince McMahon, right? Vince McMahon, 80s. Hulk Hogan, man. Hulk Hogan became one of the biggest stars in the world in the 80s because Hulkamania is great. Vince McMahon's greatest creation is Hulk Hogan. And then Hulk Hogan leaves him high and fucking dry and then goes to testify against him. Actually, well, I guess in favor of him, but he takes the stand when it was kind of like the story goes. It's like Vince is like, please don't, Hulk, don't. Just don't do that. Because it's like, we're kind of screwed if you do one way or the other. Either you have to say something mean about me or you have to lie under fucking oath. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous to me that, like, the U.S. government, the United States government, I need to, this, the government of the United States of America was suing Vince McMahon <laughs> and was putting him on trial for telling, for because the doctor's a Horian. Like, it's and 25 years later, his wife is running for Senate, <laughs> and two years after that, she's in the cabinet. Yeah, like, it's amazing. It's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. But he gets burned by Hulk Hogan, who leaves. So what does he do? He starts attaching himself to more of his stars. Bret Hart gets involved with like some some uh, video, you know, some some other media. He doesn't do it without WWE's permission. WWE gets a cut of it. They lend him out. Same with any basically anybody. They start putting you know guys on TV on some of the US the USA shows and other and other media. WWE star Shawn Michaels, WWE star Bret Hart, WWE star the all these things, right? And Don Cena on Psych. Well, I was gonna say, oh god, that was so good. I was gonna say his ninety. He had like Vince McMahon had ninety star a boom of ninety where almost every star of his became a household name. Austin, yeah. Rock, Triple H, Jericho, Kurt Angle, like the Dudley Boys, the Mankind. Hardy Boys, Mankind, like the Undertaker, all the Kane, all these fucking names. Are like it, not a one to one comparison because it's it's not a one to one comparison, Lauren to Vince, but like Sandler, Farrell, Farley, Spade, you know Schneider, all you know, you know all these fucking acts that came from the from the mid nineties to late two thousands, and then they leave, and then they're going fuck, we have nothing, and Vince McMahon is trying to get his stars aligned. He keeps picking guys that keep burning him. But that's because he's making a hard line stance from the get-go. He, you know, he wanted Brock. Brock was like, nah, I want this. And if you're not going to give it this to me, I'm going to leave. Like, he tried, he tried Benoit and Eddie, and it didn't work as much because one reason or the other. He tried, you know, uh, like Triple H, but Triple H just wasn't as much of a star, and he couldn't be a good baby face. Like, you know. Well, because he was a B plus player. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, A minus. I'll give it an A minus. Is his A plus heel, C plus you know baby face. Um, that unless well, there was, was there was that one video, um, and I'm not going to name the name of the the guy who made it because he's a scumbag. Oh, but uh, there's a great video. Um, I'll name the video though because it's great. It's uh, wrestling isn't wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like it goes through the career of Triple H up through the Yes movement, yeah. And like he's always the B plus player. He's less than everyone else. 
and then when he's he puts himself into a position of to be the guy who makes the champions and then here's Daniel Bryan and he calls him a B plus player and like it was a big thing like the guy was backstage at Raw a bunch and like mm-hmm. Triple H was like this guy gets it <laughs> of course he did he, he talked he talked up Triple H yeah right, well yeah that too yeah like <laughs> Triple H there's one thing Triple H loves he loves himself Talking some Triple up. H. Yep. <laughs> uh, but you yeah, know, like the Lorne Michael, the Vince McMahon, I th- I don't think I don't think it's good, it gets talked enough. And it's very funny because, like, on a very on the flip side, Dana White has become Vince McMahon because he does not want his stars being bigger than the UFC, and thus, yeah. you know, that causes issues where, you know, he hasn't learned that next step. <laughs> no, and so. Like, and- so- by yeah, by this analogy, that just makes Conor McGregor and Keenan Thompson Roman Reigns. Um, no, I would say Keenan Thompson is. I would say Keenan Thompson is Roman Reigns. I would say. I would probably say. Is this gonna become oh the Paul Pierce conversation again? No, 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 no. Are That's we gonna great, compare? Are we gonna compare twenty twenty one wrestlers to? <laughs> to, to SNL, like to yes. SNL. Well, no, it's like it's just a matter of like there's you can easily draw. Comp- it, it, there's they, the three Dana White, Lorne Michaels, and Vince McMahon. All three have the same complex right now. Is that they have built these empires to where their brand is synonymous with the genre of entertainment that they do, right? Vince yeah. McMahon, WWE is wrestling, and how many people are listening that are AEW fans, like. The, gener- the 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 global perception is WWE is wrestling. When somebody says, I want to be a pro wrestler, they don't say, oh, you want to be a pro wrestler. They go, oh, like WWE. WWE's Kleenex. SNL, mm-hmm. I want to be a sketch comedy artist. Oh, you mean like, I think you should leave? No, they, they go, oh, you want to be on SNL? Yeah. You want to be, yeah. you want to be a mixed martial artist? Obviously, you want to go to the UFC, even if you want to go to Bellator, or if you want to go to Pride or fight internationally somewhere else. Like, that's what you want to do. And they're all finding a struggle of, hey, we've built these stars, you know, th- we've promoted these stars, and they have left us. When they leave, we're actually worse off because now everybody after them is getting compared, and no one is talking about the brand. Vince McMahon has got to a point where nobody is bigger than the WWE, no matter how hard they try and for better and for worse, mostly worse, but definitely there's a little bit of good in that is that he's made sure that WWE will always be too big to ever go away. Yeah, definitely. Lauren Michaels. Like I wouldn't say I, if SNL probably will never go away, even after Lauren no longer is in control of it. Even just because it has been around for 40 fucking years. Like it's 50, almost 50 years. It'll be 50 years. Almost 50. Yeah. Like uh, being a fixture on Saturday night broadcast, broadcast television, nationwide global thing. And even in a day when most like the Elmo and the Elmo and Rocco thing, very much epitomized why SNL is just it's too fucking slow by because Twitter has already told the joke and they told it better by the time SNL gets their hand on it. But SNL will still be around even past Lorne Michaels. 
because it is SNL and the TV execs are just going to keep leaning on the legacy. Right. UFC. Then now forever. Then now forever. <laughs> the Lorne Michaels story, obviously. Uh, you know, and then the UFC with, with Dana White, he's making sure that the UFC remains the premier MMA, you know, uh, uh, company. And it, it, doing it by uh, somehow because he's able, well, probably mostly because he's underpaying his, his fighters uh, and they're just content with it because it's not like Bellator is going to be paying him at, anymore. Like they'll get a bigger pot share of the pot, but it, it's not any much more. It's not, it's not any more than what they're getting at UFC mo- most times. Plus um, they know if they're uh, that UFC is the biggest stage. And if mm-hmm. they want that Jimmy John's money yep. on the back of their ass, <laughs> Uh, then that's the best place to get that Jimmy John's money. Just but, subsist on Jimmy John's and Monster. Like, just yeah. think about it. Brock Lesnar is a part-timer in two companies that would love to have him and promote him for a big event. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brock Lesnar could become a part-time UFC fighter where he only fights one fight a year and is just the champion and they're fine with that. And everybody would be they, like, and UFC fans would not be okay with that either, which is the, which is the funniest thing. Like, they're like, no, he, he's got to be out there fighting the title. He's got to be defending the title. He doesn't show up <laughs> about the UFC. Just to, and that's the exact same thing the WWE yeah. fans are saying. <laughs> I love me Brock though. He's great. All, uh, all, yeah, all fairness another, to Brock, another Minnesota native, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Now 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 he's up in Saskatchewan with Sable and his and his kids. Yeah. I got the new the, the new Brock gimmick is everything I want in the Cowboy in Brock, Brock is Co- great. Cowboy Brock. Cowboy Brock talking up Sam, <laughs> Sammy Zayn fake <laughs> his title match, <laughs> then killing him and then supporting him the next two weeks. Yes. Yeah, Sammy got Sammy got robbed. Brock, didn't you beat the fucking brakes off of him? Besides the <laughs> fact he got robbed. Roman Listen, Roman's act, Roman's acting look, like he beat him up. I murdered the guy. All right, all he did was choke him out. But like Brock's been active and around for a while. Like I this like this doesn't feel like part time Brock to me. Like it's more and it still is. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like. You know, not not to not to be the AEW stand in the room. Uh, no, that's Tyda. But... Hi. Really? <laughs> really? Um, okay. Yeah, go cool. Yeah, that, no, Dida, that's two no, on yeah, one yeah, today. Yeah. It's two on one, and I'm fine with those numbers. Yeah, because I like I pro wrestling, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> See, I I just like wrestling as a as a spectacle of theater. So yeah, like, correct. Yeah, fucking like. Hey, go watch this awesome impact match. All right, dope. Yeah. I'll go watch that. Hey, you see this Ring of Honor thing? No. Let me go scope yeah. that real quick. Pro <laughs> nice. wrestling is like my stories. Like I am Oh yeah. I am I am the I am the uh the uh overtaxed uh mother sending the kids outside so that I can watch my stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, go play with Johnny. I've got to go see I want I want to see how tight Dobby's asses in those <laughs> I just imagine I imagine RB smoking the long cigarette holder thing where he's just like just got the the, uh, the, the carton of palm oils next to him. <laughs> those those top oh, flight this. those top look, flight look. boys they sure can fucking fly. <laughs> uh, look, look. 
Look at Ethan Page with that frost on his man He gives me a thirst that can't be quenched. He's like, mm, that fucking Danhausen. He's a fucking weirdo, but I fucking love him. Oh. I was literally watching Bloghausen right before we got on the call. <laughs> he's a uh, fucking... I like the whole aesthetic, but he's a fucking weirdo. He's a fucking weirdo. Very nice. Very Very, very fucking weird. Well, I, oh, just like just ripping, ripping long cigarettes, just like with children outside begging to be fed. We're hungry. Not now. My stories are playing. I'm watching all 70 hours of wrestling today. I'm catching up on last year's G1. <laughs> Didn't you watch that? I want to watch it again. I, what? <laughs> You're watching. What bring, the fuck me, is... bring, bring me the knife, pervert. I need him. <laughs> just watching I... the, fucking, uh, the fucking new Japan Cup. That's it. That, just watching the 2020 Japan Cup. That's it. All 48 fucking people. <laughs> There was a there was a guy on uh, Twitter who went through, and I think he he's been uh, deplatformed for whatever reason. Mm. But he created a uh, a Google Excel sheet that is just all of the great matches that you can watch on New Japan up to like two years ago. Mm. So I could take that list and just like I'm gonna take three weeks off and just watch New Japan, <laughs> and I would still have. The ability to do it four more times. <laughs> the the, uh, the fucking uh, children outside begging to be fed. Meanwhile, you're screaming, Ren Mecca! Yeah, Kazuchika Okada. That's a good boy there. He likes to get drunk and eat desserts. <laughs> just, and just, then he goes, a Rain Mecca! Fucking... Watching uh, Omega Okada 2 screaming about fucking Meltzer gave this six and a half. Uh, it's at least 11, you cocksucker. <laughs> like, yes, that, 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 yes, that is my argument. Dave Meltzer does not give enough stuff. To <laughs> that is my argument. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're inside my head, Grum. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, no, but life's coming from inside the house. (laughs) Oh man, well, I, you know what? Now that you say that, you remind me. I have to add to the list of things on the dork side. The time Triple H invaded uh, Randy Orton's house. Um, That was you should should grab that for the. uh, You should grab the same crew from Pillman's Got a Gun, and then also, (laughs) and then also watch the Edge Orton thing where. He's like, I'm calling FTR. I mean, I'm calling Danny and Johnny. <laughs> oh, with Rollins? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, like I said, yeah, that was funny. You're like, the same week you, like, so uh, some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, RB will occasionally message me about how fortuitous or unfortuitous uh, some topics are. Like, oh, if you just would have waited a week or two to do this topic or post this episode. The week that, A, Arn Anderson told Cody Rhodes that he's a bitch and that he would let a guy carjack him and Arn Anderson would pull out his fucking Glock, point it to a guy's head and fucking leave him leaking in the street. <laughs> and B, 
Seth Rollins invading the home of Edge, and Edge going, fuck, is anybody home? This is not good. Uh, was the week I did Pillman's Got a Gun, where A, P- P- Brian Pillman pulls out a fucking gun on somebody, uh, and then somebody is B, Stone Cold, who is invading his fucking house. <laughs> and RB's just sending me, like, three messages, all caps. How did you know this was happening? What, what fucking, are you a fucking wizard? <laughs> Arn Anderson's got a clock. Arn has uh, got a gun. Do, 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 do. Um, but yeah, no. What have you got to do? <laughs> You're, Cody like... ain't staying too. He's going to become a free agent. And then we'll sing his song for now. Hey! Beautiful. And in, in my soul. <laughs> AE dub without Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh my god, the people won't boo. Um, I haven't talked about it on this because this podcast doesn't do like current current stuff, mainly because uh never have people on who are following the current stuff. Right. Uh but yeah, it's wild that Cody Rhodes is the first guy to leave AEW. Um, yeah. but also makes a whole fuck ton of sense. He's yeah. the same guy who left the cushy gig at WWE because he was like, ah, I wasn't creatively satisfied there. Right. They weren't, you know, they wouldn't give me the kind of rain, the kind of, uh, they wouldn't give me the, the, the leash to do some things and have faith in me. So I left and it's like, Oh, Oh, that guy left the company that he started so that he could prove that he started in the first place to kind of prove that he can be given that leash and uh, was shown that he couldn't. So he's going to go yeah. right back to him and be like, hey, you were kind of right. Um, but maybe uh, maybe with a little bit of structure, I could do my own thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe some <laughs> structure by somebody who knows what they're doing that Tony Khan doesn't. Uh, let's, Nick Khan, on the other hand, Nick, my guy. That's what Cody's saying. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Um, did you see? Did I not? Did you see the news this morning? No. That uh, uh, Vince McMahon is expected to be in the ring this year at WrestleMania. Oh, I did see that. I don't oh, know. In a, pro- no. in a program with Pat McAfee. I mean, I'm which all means for it. Probably get, yeah, which means it's probably going to be him and Austin Theory versus McAfee. But still, well, I mean, there. Dude is 76 years old there, and is. They're setting it up. He's gonna be on the podcast. I yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't buy it in the sense that he's going like it's very the wording of that report is very important because it's not reporting that he's going to be in a match, but he will be in the ring. Um, and uh, I don't I don't buy it in the sense that I can absolutely like your theory the theory that it's Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee or Austin Theory with Vincent in his in his corner. That I could special see. guest referee Vincent, but Kennedy like, McMahon. yeah, like, uh, I'm sorry. Are, are, are you saying you don't buy that Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the 76 year old man, doesn't have the ego to say this is going to be the best WrestleMania ever? Austin's going to wrestle, and so am I. I mean, <clears throat> I also don't buy Steve Austin wrestling, yeah, me neither. Like, no. if he wanted to wrestle. I'm sure he would have wrestled. I, I, I'm sure he would have gone. Hey, Vince, uh, let me go do the job proper. This, you know, let me let me get back in the ring. Let me work. Like, 
it makes no sense that we're a month away from WrestleMania and there's not been one like like he hasn't been on TV to do it because that's not a surprise you don't surprise people that stone cold because guess what happens if you do that and then it's not stone cold at WrestleMania people are going to be sad people are going to be very upset my and- my expectation is that that's why so Owens is going to continue to badmouth Texas for no good reason mm. uh, and then maybe 2 weeks out when when Vince needs a last push for ticket sales that's when Austin gets on TV I mean, I could also see him wrestling. I mean, we already know The Undertaker is going to be there. So I could just see The Undertaker uh, coming out and just choke slamming him, giving him a power bomb, and that's it. Like, Yeah, that's, I guess. Like, that's, and again, that's why I'm not getting, that's why I don't believe it. Sure. It's just, yeah. Like, like <laughs> both of those things are still, like, that's the reason, right? If you do the surprise thing and all it is is The Undertaker coming out and power bombing and choke slamming Kevin Owens, it's disappointing. And that's saying something because it's the fucking Undertaker who we haven't seen since he retired and it's still going to be cool to see the Undertaker come out, ride on a motorcycle down and beat the fuck out of Kevin Owens for talking sideways about Texas. But we haven't seen Austin in a ring in over a decade. That's the point, right? Is yeah. you have these that this is objectively a cool thing, especially if it's like if it's even if it's just regular Undertaker in his trench coat coming down and doing it. That's still going to be cool. Oh yeah, but it's not as cool as Austin coming. So that's why I'm like, they would just if I'm them, I just have Austin show up tomorrow or not tomorrow, uh, Monday. The, yeah, uh, was that the the first and be like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah, it's it, it's it's time. It's go time. Yeah, like this is this is if, if this is what you're like. This is the the window. Mm-hmm. You've had your week to get over uh, the blood money trip. Uh, and get all that stuff sorted into stories this like Monday's time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your your point, Didact, yeah, wrestling is absolutely theater, art of theater. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and uh, we've we've talked about this, uh, Grum. We've had this conversation. RB, we've had this conversation. Uh, even even to the extent that like GTA role play is wrestling. Yep. Where it's it it's it's all for the for the for the drama of it. Yep. And like putting on like the show, you have your you have your spots and like it's GTA is a little bit different because it's not scripted, but you know, you still have a lot of a lot of parallels in there. Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've talked about it here plenty of times is that just a lot of entertainment is like pro like pro wrestling is entertainment the same way that like, you know, doing a stunt in a movie is like you trust everybody's going to do the thing and everybody gets to walk away and go home. Um, Yeah. If you like if do you like Nitro Circus, you (laughs) might like wrestling. Yeah, it's it's Um, literally just it's a stunt show with a story. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. It's the story. Uh, It's kept characters, which is. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. But having the two of you on, some people who I can have that nuanced conversation about pro wrestling with, um, is always is good. But today, the reason I brought up uh, SNL and Mad TV and Lorne Michaels and all that stuff today, we are talking about coincidentally in 1999, February 
1999 to be precise. There was on WCW Monday Nitro a match between Hall of Famer, the best there ever is, best there ever was, the best there ever will be, Bret Hart, and Mad TV cast member and wrestling superfan Will Sasso. Oh, God. Oh, man. Like I said, I had to find something that I knew the two of you probably did not know about entirely. Um, But this happened. In fact, this was not just built up over one episode. Like, oh, hey, we have Will Sasso over this week. Will Sasso's here this week. No, no, no. This was multiple weeks, multiple television shows, multiple networks of build. The uh, two weeks prior to their match on Mad TV, the February 6th episode of Mad TV 1999, Bret Hart was a guest host. Bret Hart got, was involved in some skits where Will Sasso did a Jesse Ventura, uh, you know, impression. But Mad TV, WCW being super smart, made it into a worked shoot skit. That's right. They made a, sh- a skit on the show. Looked like it actually was real life acting happening, and it was bad. We're not watching that. Don't worry. Uh, Will Sasso, but but basically, um, Will Sasso uh, has to stop Bret Hart from being too physical with some of the cast members. Like he drops character, all that stuff, and then Bret Hart beats the absolute piss out of him. Following Monday on Monday night, uh, Monday Nitro, Bret Hart loses the U.S. title to Roddy Piper who is Will Sasso's friend. Will Sasso is involved in the match, prevents the ref, prevents Bret Hart from bringing the ref over to make the count on, you know, for Bret Hart. And Roddy Piper rolls him up, gets the one, two, three. And then Will Sasso is celebrating as if he won, realizes, oh shit, Bret Hart's an athlete. Let me get the fuck out of here. Uh, And then Bret Hart wants to beat his ass. So, what we're going to watch is from the Monday Nitro, uh, January, not January, February 15th, 1995. I don't know what episode that is on the Peacock Network, uh, but we are going to watch that. And when we come back, we'll talk about what we saw and probably talk about more wrestling in general. This will be a wrestling heavy episode, uh, as I probably said in the in the intro uh, here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. <laughs> everybody grum here just to tell you a little bit about what we got working on over at uh, grum.tv which is both a community uh discord link but also just everything that i'm working just me is my content we're about to get back to a regular level of content production uh this month here starting mainly with like what's going on, on patreon patreon gets early access to everything i'm doing dork side of the rings youtube videos everything uh we've got on the the patreon right now at support.grum.tv got from episode 18 myself it's only jill and mop garden watching the debut of the yeti which happened uh during halloween havoc 1995 we're also watch uh, a part of that is uh hogan versus the giant just to lean into it you know so, you know it's not just out of fucking nowhere you know it's good stuff we also got next week's episode up and early you'll find out what the episode is at the end of this episode or if you're already a patron you already see it also on the Patreon coming this month will be some early access to YouTube videos such as my Poison uh, Poison Only Gen 3 Grumlock 
Uh, also a Solok, a Gen 3 Solok, a uh, Pokemon Emerald to be specific, uh, but randomized with me and my pal, the Atomic Bear, who has been on the podcast before. We also got uh, Pitboy me, uh, Pit and Me Episode 2. We also got Six to My Stomach. I'm getting, that, that's been done in everything but actually producing it. Uh, I've got the I've got all the stuff I need to it for it in terms of video and whatnot. Uh, all that's all that good good good. Uh, we also got the fun the fun fun uh, on the Patreon. We'll have myself, Roby, and Jim Jam watching uh, December to December. That'll be on the Patreon for the elite of the elite tier. You go to board.grum.tv and you can become a patron today. Let's stop it. Let's get back to the episode. We're back on the dork side of the ring. Um, we just saw one of the greatest betrayals in um, in professional wrestling history. I think I think it suffice to say. I think um, without a doubt, what we saw was a disgrace, a absolute as as Gorilla Monsoon would say, a pearl harboring of of just epic proportions. We saw Deborah Wilson from from Mad TV turn her her back on Will Sasso with the three lightest chair shots I've ever seen. The first one was almost looked good. Almost, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be she was she, gravity was doing was, a number she, on her dress. Like it was. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no no other way to say it. Gravity <laughs> was doing a number on her. Her titty was falling out. Um, she just, she was. She, she was most certainly having some difficulty hitting her friend and castmate in the back with a steel chair because she's a normal human being. That's true. That's true. That that that's also a thing. Um, I'm sure Will Sasso said, "Go ahead, Deb, just fucking light me up." Um, Will but... Sasso, the 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 mankind of the Mad TV. <laughs> I I still can't get over um just. Like the fact that this happened, there's a lot of Will Sasso's like involvement with professional wrestling is very fucking weird. Um, because there's this right, there's this three week, you know, three three week over two different networks of shows storyline. Um, he did a program with Bret Hart. He did. He worked the match with Bret Hart on on Monday Nitro, not on like Saturday, not on this. Not on a pay-per-view. On their television, they're like this and that. Which is, like, wrestling has always and will always involve celebrities because it's entertainment. Um, sometimes it goes a little too far. Uh, sometimes it pays off. Um, and then there's uh, Will Sasso. And then there's also Jeremy Piven. And, and, David Arquette. Uh, David, Ar- David Arquette definitely went too far. That that's uh, he David, got... Ar- oh, David Arquette went too far. Mike Mizzenin went too far. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa! No, you don't. You, I know I didn't. I know get, I didn't have. Uh, get the man's name out your mouth. I know you did not just come onto my show and it tell me Mike Mizzenin and said that the greatest intercontinental champion of all time went too far. That the A lister went too far. That the man that Cody Rhodes wishes he was. 100%. 
100%. I'm just here to stir the pot at this point. I see that. It is some bullshit. You're going to say the Miz went too far. The Miz headlined WrestleMania and beat John Cena. He is one of only, like, four champions that's at... To go into WrestleMania as champion and walk main event and walk out with the championship. He is historically the person with the least disgusting and unwatchable pro wrestlers reality TV show. Ms. and Mrs. <laughs> is, oh, I is, thought you were talking about the real world. Also the real world. The yeah, also the real world. He's the best. The, he, he's a and, double Grand Slam champion. The only he, I, double Grand Slam champion. <laughs> Listen, I will always have an immense amount of respect for The Miz because he ate shit from fans and wrestlers alike for so long. And mm. now he is the and now he is like the second highest paid not part-time guy in the company and he deserves it. He he's fantastic. He is without a doubt there like he is the guy that you can rely. He's their most reliable worker. He's only been hurt once, mm-hmm. yeah, and it happened this past year. Uh, he is without a doubt the go-to celebrity guy, which it's very yeah. funny to see that Sami Zayn is becoming that guy, which speaks very highly of how they view Sami Zayn. If they're like, "Hey, we want yep. you to be the guy who is associated with celebrities," um, yeah, it, it, he he. They're two different kinds of cele- of celebrity interactions, but they're both really good at it. Yeah, yeah. Sammy pining for help uh, and going to Logan Paul. <laughs> While I hate Logan Paul, it's it's a, a fucking brilliant move by him in WWE to be like, hey, let's get Logan Paul over here. Like, hey, and at the same, like in the same, it's just it's just wild that it they've flipped. So like last year, you had the Miz with Bad Bunny and. Same put in the with, work. Buddy, of guys who put in the work. Greatest oh, yeah. fucking celebrity of all time is, is Bad Bunny, without a doubt. The man took an F5. Also, also, I don't know if you noticed this. He's a tall motherfucking dude. I think he's 6'3", 6'4". He, there's a moment in the, in the rumble where he is, he's got his legs spread out so much so that he looks shorter and he's slunched over looking up at Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar looks a lot bigger than him. The man knows what he's doing. Damn it. Um, yeah, he's yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Sammy had, uh, had Logan Paul. They flipped Logan Paul is now on, on the Miz's side. And, uh, and you've got the, um, uh, you got uh, uh, Sami Zayn. Looks like he's gonna be wrestling one on one with Johnny Knox. Fucking <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah. And it's gonna be enjoyable. Potentially defending the Intercontinental Championship against Johnny Knoxville. I doubt that he. Like, I doubt he'll be defending it. But I would. I would not he be surprised. Might be. He might be. He I might put be. Him, but here's my thing. That'd be one. Like uh, outside of last year's uh, uh, Nigerian drum fight. Uh, I can't think of another time the Intercontinental title was defended on, on Mania, the main card. I guess it was, what, Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn, right? Yeah. I mean, aside from if you want to count that ladder match, but yeah, that Zack Ryder one. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like yeah, for that a couple was... of years, it wasn't, it just wasn't on the main card. Uh, or if, it yeah. was, but it really wasn't, like, featured, featured. Yeah, because that the the year that uh, Seth cashed in 
was oh, the yeah. year that DB won on the in the second match because 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 Rollins had to be in the first match and take the greatest RKO out of nowhere in no that was oh no no thirty one it opened with the it opened with the Intercontinental Title match because that's where um uh that's <laughs> where where Brody rest in peace uh murdered uh Ambrose uh with the the oh, power yeah. bomb. And then the second match was was Rollins eating the. Was Rollins versus? Yeah, was Orton. Uh, Thirty. Let's see. Thirty-two was the Texas was was the ladder match with yeah where Ryder where Zack Ryder won. Yep. Thirty-three. Probably was on the pre-show. I think. Like the the, like it's so wild that like people like outside of WWE people will still say the Intercontinental Title is is um prestigious and it's like. It hasn't been for a while, guys. Like we, can, it's it really, okay. Yeah. We can we can say that it was. There's, it, there's you know, been times where it's been elevated, but it hasn't been prestigious. That's right. You know who while. elevated it? Mike the Miz Mizanin main evented a pay per view over AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose with Dolph Ziggler in a career versus title match. Okay, you put respect on the Miz's name. Damn it! That's what this whole conversation really. That's means. really what this. Is. He is the greatest. Intercontinental champion of all time. That man 100%. had the Intercontinental title and was fucking roasting Daniel Bryan and and saying zero fact, zero uh, false, hundred percent facts about how he's if he was really loved pro wrestling, he would go out there, he would leave WWE and he would go wrestle. And he's like, if you love pro wrestling, you would do it, Daniel, but you don't anymore because it doesn't love you like you loved it. And I'm like. Yo! And he's like, that's why you run scared, because you're afraid, because you don't work smart. You're a coward. And I'm like, yo! And it took a while, but we got the payoff. I would have loved that. That should have been the. We should have got a Miz title run through to Mania 35. Kofi Mania yeah. was great. And I would not. I'd never give away the feeling of. I would never give back the feeling of it, of Kofi, Kofi Mania, Mania for anything. But I was I was fantasy booking the fuck out of the Miz versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, oh, I was oh, giving yeah. the Miz just a nine. I, I was giving Miz that a, old <laughs> NXT rivalry coming right I, back. Right, I was giving Miz a nine month title f- uh, run from from SummerSlam to Mania. Disgusting. I've, I, but I mean, we well, you know, we didn't have to get Brock Lesnar and, and Seth Rollins, so it could just still work. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah. <laughs> uh, so WrestleMania 33, Ambrose defended the title against Baron on Corbin the on the pre-show against, against against the now Happy Corbin. Uh, I love Happy Corbin. He was down bad. I, he he was down bad. Down bad. Corbin is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. 34 yeah, ho- hobo, had uh, Hobo Corbin. <laughs> hobo Corbin. Oh, oh yeah, Corbin. 34 had uh, Rollins, Miz, and Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Title. That's right. That was a great match. That was oh, yeah. New Orleans, right? Which invo- yeah, which it involves the Miz again. That's right. Sit here and greatest Intercontinental my- Champion, greatest Intercontinental Championship match. My my boy Finn. Mm-hmm. B- Balor in his in his pride tights with the pride mm. shirt. Yep. Oh, I, I fucking cried. Baby. I cried when I saw that. He's so good. So good. Uh, and then so the following good. year. Uh, was not on the. It was not on the. It wasn't. It, it wasn't even it wasn't on, on the, the card. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you had the cruiserweight title, the raw title, raw tag titles, SmackDown titles, the women's tag titles. Uh, you had the WWE what? Championship U.S. title. Oh no, you did. Oh, that's right. Hold on, you did have it. It was a semi-main event. <laughs> it was the second to last match. I forgot that this match happened. It's Finn Balor defeating Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Title. What a well. Dude. There we go. Yeah, we do. We do love Fergal Devitt in this house. We 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 do. We do. Yes, we do. Uh, he back. Who's like forty two? Yeah, yeah, which is it's mind blowing. That's one of the things that always gets me about wrestling. Is like you see all these guys and they look like young dudes and they're like in their forties. And then yeah. there's dudes that are you know like MJF or twenty five, twenty six. And then mm-hmm. there's dudes who are like they're 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 twenty until a, a switch flips, and then you have Dad Bod Chris Jericho in New Japan, <laughs> right? Uh. Well, and th- see, that's just that's what's weird for me is like, uh, so Top Flight, uh, when uh, Dante uh came out of the academy in Minnesota, he was immediately the WrestlePalooza champion. And he was he like was, 17, right? He was 17 mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, he just graduated high school. Um, like, they, w- they wouldn't put the strap on him until he graduated high school. And, like, that was his graduation present from Eric Cannon was, here, you're the champ now. But it's <laughs> weird because there's, like, I look at all the all these wrestlers and I'm like, is there nobody, like, around my age wrestling? Like, is there no children of the 90s that, like, made it? I mean... They did and they didn't. Like, you got to think about it. Like, so children of the I, 90s right now are, you know, mid 30s. We're in our, we're, yeah, early, early mid 30s. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's Ambrose. It's, yeah. Reigns, uh, yeah. It's Rollins. Yeah. It's, um, uh, my brain just stopped working. It's Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. It's, um, uh, Jay White. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those guys, but there's so much. There are still so many big stars. It's almost. It, it's it's it's. It's Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 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 dentist and embezzler Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> <laughs> dentist and embezzler. That's the official okay. title. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh, of of wrestlers that are. Are the same age as yeah. as myself. Uh, looking at it right now, we have uh, Dewdrop, mm-hmm. Ruby Soho, mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, and uh, Alexa Bliss, Adam Page, and Britt Baker are all uh, 30, 31 this year. I, so, I could have sworn Adam Page was younger, but he really is only he is just a couple months a couple months older than me. Like, uh, I just see. turned thirty, and he yeah. he's got me. He's got me by almost exactly. Six months. He's July twenty yeah, seventh. July twenty seventh. Yeah. Uh, according to famous birthdays, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the thirty seven year olds. Inc- it's a pretty good group. Eve Torres is only thirty seven. That's kind of shocking. Uh, mm-hmm. Owens, Zane, Corbin, uh, Eva Marie, all read everything. Uh, TJP, JTG, Dax Harwood, Maddox. Hollywood Ryan Nemeth, mm. Nemeth, yeah, they're they're out there. Yeah, yeah like like uh, Pac is thirty five. Like 
there's there are absolute like it's basically that if you were a guest on the art of wrestling with Colt Cabana from the year from his inception <laughs> until like 2015, 2016, that's that age, right? If you wrestled in Chikara, if you wrestled in you know the late 2000s, early 10s, uh, ROH, um, like Jimmy Jacobs, like that's that's really the re- and like it's just I wouldn't call it a lost generation. It's a generation where um, you either went to WWE and burnt out. Or you didn't make it, and because you never made it, and they're and working at Ring of Honor every other week, every weekend wasn't cutting it for you, so you kind of, you know, like there's a, it, you kind of left. Like it's like the independent generation after Punk, mm-hmm. but weren't inspired by Punk. Like we're starting to get the guys who were inspired by Punk now, like MJF. Ricky Starks, like a lot of those guys, Darby out, like a lot of those. I mean, even Starks is thirty-two, but like Starks is. I feel like started later than some, but he's thirty. I mean, he's thirty fucking two. Like it's fucking wild to me that I think of Ricky Starks as a fresh new face who is newer to professional wrestling. You gotta say it like Taz, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Starks. you know, and it's just, it's also just funny because like a lot of the guys who are you know are are our age at you know early thirties or even you know like in their thirties, the guys who were too, who were the picturesque pro wrestlers never made it. No, like Brian Cage is somebody who wasn't picturesque, and then he became picturesque and is like in this weird limbo spot. <laughs> Like, I'm still shocked. I'm still shocked that TK resigned him. Right. I or I'm I'm shocked that Brian Cage took the deal <laughs> because he was allegedly very upset. Yeah. And with good reason. But then again, maybe it's just that he's not that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like um like uh Uno Uno and Stewart uh other uh, oh, yeah. Ch- Chikara guys like who are in their late like mid thirties. Evil Uno's thirty four. Stu I think is is right around there like it's just the like when i think of like professional wrestlers that like i like saw them when they started you know it's it's guys like uno like uno dos uh it is uh, you know the ant colony chuck taylor uh you know it's just this they're all in AEW or in WWE, but if they're in WWE, they're at the fucking top. Like, and it's 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 very clear who the best of that crop was because they're the ones who made it the farthest. Yeah. And like oh, yeah. I love Chuck Taylor. I will forever Chuck Taylor yelling at children and Chuck Taylor taking an invisible grenade is forever embedded into my mind as moments of just pure wrestling enjoyment. Um, but, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, that's it's not a slight to him because what he's doing is great. I mean, he's one of the more reliable guys on that roster and he's teaching guys like Yuta, Yuta's under his wing and yeah. Yuta Wheeler is fucking insane. I love Yuta Wheeler. Yuta's fantastic. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I love watching him wrestle. Even, 
even jobbing as he is to bigger guys almost every time he wrestles mm. on the main shows, he still looks like a million bucks. Mm. I love it. Like, it's just great. Like, he's 25 from Philadelphia. It's it's everything I want in a professional wrestler. Are you from Philadelphia? Cool. Do you not make me look, do you not make Philadelphia look like a schmuck? Awesome. Good. Like, he, and he absolutely, like, he's got the look, and, and AEW is doing a lot of good work at identifying the guys who in 10 years are going to be really important to professional wrestling. Yeah. Oh, Whether yeah, or not absolutely. they stay with, wait, they stay is another thing. Like, I still don't understand how uh, Fred Yehi is not on, uh, not in AEW. That guy's ridiculous. Um, there's a lot of guys that I'm like, well, if you're gonna pick that guy, you also gotta pick up this guy, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, like it, it's it's so interesting. Like there's this weird theoretical space in my head that is, what does AEW look like a year after? Like, we don't have a winter like this last one for the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like, like, cause there's so many of those guys where like this, like people started saying, yeah, TK's got too many guys on the roster to which TK said, yeah, wrestling was closed for a year. I hired everybody. Cause Vince was an asshole. Like, mm -hmm. is like, what is that going to look like in a few years when people are, when the roster slims down a little bit and they're rotating guys more evenly for time off and vacations and injuries and stuff. And I wonder what that roster is going to look like when he makes it leaner intentionally. And I wonder what's going to, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what this big news that's about to be announced. I'm assuming it's some sort of a streaming deal, but we'll see. I have no idea. Like, I mean, it better be good. Otherwise we're going to start calling Tony Khan, Dixie Carter again. Like it, the guy has another he's got an announcement every two weeks and he teases yeah, them they, he, and they, they hit come through oh no they, and that's what i'm saying they do but they're all like they even despite that people are like wow like tony's really announcing pre-announcing announcements a lot this is weird like that's weird. Yeah. that's weird behavior it's like every time it hits which is good but when people are still going you can just announce things. You don't have to tell me you're going to announce things. That's the first part of it. The second part comes if they if they don't hit consistently. Like yeah. if 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 he goes and it gets like, and and there's going to be the first time it happens, there's going to be people going, oh, he's just like Dixie Carter announcing things and they just don't. It's like, yeah, I, like he said the Hall of Fame talent and it turns out to be Christian. That was the first yeah, one. Yeah, that right? was... Like, you're like, oh, there's all this Hall of Fame talent that's out there right now. Maybe don't have your guy go out there and say Hall of Fame talent. Maybe have him yeah. write... Like, and you you know, you can honestly defend it slash explain it. Um, some people will say it's defending. Uh, it's explaining. But it's like, oh, hey, look, like... Uh, that's that was big. That that's Paul White's. That's his saying that. That's not Tony. Tony let him say that. Tony said, "Hey, I want you to announce that there's a guy going to be at Double or Nothing, or uh, yeah, that's going to be debuting at Double or Nothing. He's going to be signing a contract. All this stuff." Okay. Oh fuck, Paul. Why did you say Hall of Fame talent? Everybody's going to be expecting a certain level, and when it, it turns out to be Christian, it's going to kind of fall flat. But it shouldn't. But it will. That was the That's first one. Yeah. 
But ever since then, it's always been a hit. Like, yeah, he kind of he got he kind of got uh, hoisted a little bit on uh, Kendrick. Yeah, but that really that really just goes <laughs> to show you the internet wrestling community and the people who, uh, the people on both sides who have <laughs> who who will do the dumpster dive into yeah. years of video just to make the company they don't prefer look bad. Well, it wasn't even, so. It's it was just what's wild is that Kendrick is let go is released from his contract Monday. Monday night, he's announced that he's going to wrestle at, he's going to wrestle for AEW. Like, less than 12 hours. First off, if WWE gave a shit, they could probably get him for tampering. Because, well, that's kind of fucking weird. Why, Less than twelve hours after your release from a contract, you already have a national televised match in, up in line. How'd you work that out, huh? But it, they don't—they're not going to do that over fucking Brian Kendrick. They don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. If they, if they did, they would—they wouldn't have released them. Like it's just right. But again, it's one of those like, who? That's a—that's getting buried. That's getting buried under everything that happened afterwards because that's—it's everybody else who has been let go. Waited 90 days, 90. Yeah. right? And then they waited even... I mean, Keith Lee just debuted. His 90 days were up a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, people still wait for Bray Wyatt to debut. Like, and I don't think he's going to. I don't think... If they, if AEW wanted Wyndham Rotunda, they would have had Wyndham Rotunda. Like, he's been... He got, I, think that's, I think that's still a big question. I think... Like, because he was working on the movie, and I think that, like, him taking a step back... Mm-hmm. And just waiting for it until it's actually a surprise, yeah. Like that 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 feels like the move to me. If you love wrestling, and he loves wrestling, well, mm-hmm. but the, he might the, he might he might end up showing back up in WWE for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and the and the thing with and the thing with Bray is you know the him leaving WWE and then working on himself and then the whole thing with with Brody's passing hit him really really hard. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, it's understandable that he's taking so much time to get back, yeah. if he's coming back. There's also, like, like, and we say this in the streaming community all the time: you take care of you first. Yeah, we'll be yeah. here when you get back. Just mm. go take care of you. Yeah, and he right. absolutely should. Like, there's, it's very clear that something that he had always struggled to do in WWE is stay. Not in shape, but, like, stay presentable. Like, there'd be times where it's like, oh, they're not, he's not, you know, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend isn't wrestling as much. So he, where, where all he's doing is coming out, having a promo, and that's about it, right? And he, he does the, the, you know, the house show circuits and whatnot, but, you know, doing multi-man matches, being hurt a lot also hurt him. But... Yeah. Being able to be reliably in shape, like this is the thing where like Kevin Owens never had this, even on the main roster when he was a husky gentleman. Um, no one ever questioned his cardio, even no. when he even when he was carrying around a thirty pound stomach. Like, yeah, no one questioned. Oh fuck! Like Kevin can't go. Now nah, Kevin can go. You, you got a forty minute match out of Kevin Owens at all times. Yeah, Bray Wyatt though. 
you get that 15 minute mark and you're like, Ooh, first off, you're not like you're wrestling. Your character work does a lot of the carrying of matches. Sure. And if the story's great, I don't give a fuck. That match could be dog shit for 45 minutes. As long as the story pays off. But like WrestleMania 33, once 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 the story started to wear off in that wrestling match, well, brother, that did not. That was kind of a bad title match, and it was not enjoyable as much. It was, whoo, wow, that Ray was Wyatt, that was a that story was real played out by that point. Oh, it absolutely. But here's the, it was a good story. We got to the point yeah. where we need. All right, cool. Let's hammer it the fuck home. Let's do it. He set fire to your house, and I'm gonna play the mind game still. It's like, all right, come yeah. on. Like, 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 I'm get, I'm gonna project cicadas cockroaches <laughs> on the on the top. Like that's wow. getting revenge for a man burning down your your complex. Like, oh, what? And this goes back to, and this is my thing about pro wrestling. They're kind of a tease to. I like characters. I like my, I like, but I like when my characters are consistent with the story they're telling. That's one example where oh, like Bray Wyatt's unhinged. So he should be unhinged. He should be violent. It should take him to another level. And he's just like the same guy against a man who played him, lied to him, tore apart his house and then lit his complex on fire. I set, he should bring a gun with him and shoot him dead. Right. As soon as he walks in, steps into the ring. Like, right. right? Um, similarly, like the Young Bucks, when they had their feud against uh, MJF and Chris Jericho, and they beat the ever living piss and left their, you know, Papa Buck bleeding like a stuck pig. What do they do when they come out for the match? I was just going to do a regular match. It's, it's whatever. We're the same flippy guys. And it's like, you can't tell me in one facet that something means A to you. And then when it shows time to show what that means, you act as if it's just another day. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's 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 kind of this like there was a weird aspect to it that really to my mind was very like this is this is what we're doing, but they're not a real tag team. Like we care about fighting real tag teams. Which Fair or unfair, I mean, they got their dad involved, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, and I, like, as an example, I know we've had discussions about this, Grum, the, you know, uh, giving people the Bucks FTR match so soon. Yep. And then moving away from it. It's, it, 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 it quasi makes sense because everyone wants the match and people, and this match has been built up on YouTube for years. But they only like worked three weeks on the TV show and had a hell of a match. But then the match is gone. Yep. Like it's over. What, what like, unless, unless we're going to end up with, um, you know, like what, what, what's going to happen? Like, my expectation is next week that the Bucks will get into the tag match. So the Bucks versus Red Dragon will be the whole thing. Mm hmm. Um, and then we're going to get like Paige and it's going to be Paige and the Bucks and uh, Paige and because there's two pages. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Page and the Bucks and or there's two Adams, Adam Page and the Bucks, Adam Cole and Red Dragon. And it's going to be, you know, bullet clubby and stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens.
Especially with Jay White around. Right? Jay White. Mm, the, knife, the, the knife pivot. Some Kiwi knife pivotion. <laughs> Um, when I po- I popped so hard when Chuck T called him uh, a knife pervert in the Mark Henry promo on Rampage, I, like like I almost had to pause it and go in my go take a shower. Like oh, thank you, Chucky. Freaking knife pervert. Um, but yeah, I love no. him so much. But like he's not as dirty as he used to be. He's got the no, his, his yeah, goatee is very well. He's cleaned himself up, but he's staying, you know, a little grisly. Mm-hmm. My what I really want is for him to uh, get get number ten because he's got the the uh, the tallies like what he does. <laughs> yeah, number yeah, ten, yeah. Should, number ten should join the Bullet Club. Yeah, I mean, and look, be the, and be the heater for Jay White. Here's here's the thing. Um, I really. I enjoy the fuck out of uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. I know they've fallen off in terms of in-ring quality, but this goes back to my point. As as a character, as a personality, uh, there's few people with the kind of personality that, that Tama Tonga's got in yeah. in New Japan, right? Like, it's, uh, you know, not it's not necessarily charisma. Like, I mean, Okada's definitely the most charismatic wrestler on on that roster and has been for many years now um yeah like it's just and it's also wild that he's like still younger than roman reigns like he's like 34 and it's yeah i just feel like okada has been okada for 10 years now i feel like like he was he was already like before they they threw out the lineage he was the longest reigning new japan iwgp heavyweight champion yeah. Period. Longer than Tanahashi, longer than everyone on that storied roster. Like he had already had it. And there was never anything like with there was never like the Roman factors, like mm-hmm. he that he was pushed too fast. That was Naito. Yeah. Naito was pushed too fast and got the and got the, the Roman treatment. Yep. Um but like and he, he was just yep, he was just there. Oh, Okada's gonna win the championship again? Makes sense. He's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. He's he's on he's a level face and he drink and there's pictures <laughs> of him drinking getting real drunk on champagne and eating dessert. Depressed just... Depressed Okada Dep- was my favorite. Depressed Okada, Okada was so good. Walking Hot out with noodle. with a balloon <laughs> and a and the red rooster streak down the middle of his blonde hair. Yes. That like just I don't I don't have the title. I don't know I have this balloon. Like it's like <laughs> Like, Kajusuke Okada, what are you doing now? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know what it's like to not have the title. And then, like, you know, he finds his... Like, again, like, uh, I, my big issue with a lot of New Japan stuff now is Gato still thinks it's 2018, and he's missing 70% of, of what made 2018 2018 for New Japan. Like, you yeah. got Okada, that's true, and you have... Injured group, Tanahashi. You have the group that is Bullet Club. You just don't have the guys who made Bullet Club be what they were in 2018. You don't have your Omegas. You don't have your Bucks. You don't have your Fins. You don't have these guys who you don't have. You don't have you AJ know, Styles. You don't have anybody of like Jay White is undoubtedly, objectively, the worst leader of the Bullet Club. But. That's also, but that's, because, but that's not because Jay White is correct. Bad. That's yes. because he's being compared to Kenneth by God Omega. <laughs> he's and, being, and, and AJ Styles, AJ Styles and, 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 and Prince Devitt. Yeah. 
Like, there, that's a lot. That's a great company. Look, I'll gladly be the last of the group when you have those four guys. You know, there. Absolutely sure, I'll take that. Um, but well, yeah, like, tough, like, and he's like, he's trying to do the thing with the House of Torture mm-hmm. and like the Bullet Club Civil War. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't want like, you know, I. It, it it just it doesn't quite work the same because there's always going to be that sense that evil, very nice, very evil, <laughs> um, that he is like he is not a member of Bullet Club. He is the betrayer of Lij. Yeah, like so him leading a faction, even with um, because it's him, ELP, and um, Taiji Ishimori. Mm-hmm. The man with the most abs per pound in the world. <laughs> the king of the handsome wrestler match. But in Bullet Club, why? I don't know. Yeah. Like, e- yeah, it's... E- it's no, yeah. ELP, like, fits the Bullet Club, you know, in t- incredibly. Like I love ELP. I love ELP. He's so... He's so fucking scummy. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like like Jay White has a little bit of that in him, but he's too pretty. <laughs> like when ELP de- uh, de- debuted in Impact, I'm like, "Fuck yes, give me ELP over here the whole time." Like I, yeah. I was just wondering, and then you know he goes back, and then they trade him in for Jay White. And I'm like, "Oh, oh, this is serious now." Like we're okay, we're not just sending like members of the bullet club we're going to send jay white to yeah. impact we're not, we're not just sending the american members of bullet club who are in strong yeah <laughs> we're going to send the bullet club leader and then yeah. months later we're going to int- we're basically going to be like oh, all, we're also then going to be like hey chris bay you're now a member of of bullet club and i'm like huh. nah this man this is this is good good cuz chris bay is is re- incredible uh and is somebody that in three years if he's not on a main roster of wwe or in or in AEW, uh that's a failure on all of their parts like yeah absolutely 100 percent. he he's got everything you need and or he's gonna be the guy in new japan yeah like, like he I, could I, be I, that cool. yeah i could see i could see him you know main eventing night night seven of the of wrestle kingdom uh, against Okada. Gen- genuinely, I <laughs> genuinely think genuinely, I think that the biggest problem of Bullet Club is that Kenny and the Bucks made it about them and not about Bullet Club very specifically because yeah. mm-hmm. they never like the Bullet Club wasn't what they wanted; it's what they were given. Mm-hmm. Like we we, we want to do our own thing, and when they left, you know all you know. Who, the guys who were left didn't pull it back up. Like, and even Jay White was a guy who rebuked the Bullet Club, joined Chaos, stabbed Okada in the back like everyone knew he would, and then joined <laughs> the Bullet Club. Like, what? What's yeah. what, what will happen? Yeah. So it's... i I think it's interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things. I really want to know how Gato's going to book his way out of this because Gato is, to my mind, the most consistent booker. Um, because he has a story, he decides what's going to happen, 
and it mostly works out for him. Like, I feel like TK, like, likes new shiny things, but has inner internal consistency. And Vince is just a good booker who wants to give the best thing. And what happened six months ago doesn't matter because I know how short your attention span is. Yeah. I think, I think the comparison of those three is, I think that that's a, I think it's a pretty on par with what I think. Like, I think Tony and Didek, uh, you can, I'd like to get your thoughts on it just cause it's like, sure. yeah. So I think Tony had a plan up until to getting Adam page, the world title. Right, I think he put, yeah. he looked at Adam Page as the guy, the guy that they would hitch their wagon to. Um, he was the youngest member of the elite. He was the one with the most promise. Could get the most run out of him. That's why I think he's gonna have a sh- he's gonna have the shortest title reign of all the tit- of all the champions because he's going to be the first to have multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and but I think now is when the it's like okay. Time to go. Time to go, TK. Because you've had three years of planned. You're you're like a you're like a football coordinator, head coach. You had the fifteen play sheet, fifteen you know fifteen plays. It's the four, third quarter now, and you need to make adjustments. Hey, you now have actual marketable stars with brand name recognition in CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, people who have had national television exposure on the bigger company globally. And you need and to you make also, them, and you need to make them you, feel special. Yeah, and you also have your, you know, your pillar guys who are the guys who, you know, MJF is that guy. Like you know, MJF, like MJF making making hay out of, you know, what am I going to do when my contract expires? Mm-hmm. Like that's a great story because he is a total fucking scumbag, and I love him. Um, like is like, that's the thing. Like is M- MJF has never tried for a championship. I don't think he just has his ring and he's just doing his thing, which is great. Cause he doesn't need a championship to do his thing except for when, you know, he's feuding with Chris Jericho for eight months. <laughs> yeah. I that's mean, the one so like, need... when you, when you look at like those, those bigger guys that they've brought in who have had their, not necessarily that they're past their prime, but that they've had their time in the sun in WWE with, you know, Punk and, and Danielson. And Jericho. Jericho and to some extent Christian. You know, you look at those guys, it's like you also have to come at it with the with the mentality that TK probably doesn't want to be like, hey, we're just gonna shovel the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to give these other people their shot like yeah we have these guys they they would make great champions but do we really want to look like wwe 2.0 no. do we really want to look like both pre and post dixie carter tna <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah so, right. well, do we want to look do we want to look like both tna and impact sorry so like i you're so like to your point didact i think you can do that without giving them the title right but, oh yeah absolutely I don't know. Does Punk feel special anymore? He he still feels special because it's that that kind of like, uh, you know, old bird coming to roost kind of thing where 
he's he left in a bad place and now he's back in a place where he loves being in it again and having these feuds with with younger wrestlers like MJF and you know other guys that he's getting the like yeah I've I've been in this shit forever come prove yourself against me mm. which makes it entertaining I I feel like it makes it entertaining because he's like hey you watch me growing up you want to you want to fucking fight your hero <laughs> Well yeah I yeah. love the the what they're doing right now with Moxley and Danielson like yes. that like like they're going to have a blood feud and then come together to run the company like yeah I can imagine Wheeler Yuta or Daniel Garcia oh my god just amazing could you just imagine amazing daniel garcia killer daniel garcia being having his coach trainer mentor be american dragon brian danielson i'm who is openly that's like uh, this is the thing i i don't think punk is punk doesn't feel as special cole doesn't feel as special as he did it in nxt and I don't think Cole didn't, Cole didn't even feel special to me in NXT. I see. I, that, that's 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 interesting because Adam Cole was NXT. Like the minute he walked in, he was like, "I was like, oh, Adam Cole is special here. He's important." And even yeah. when he wasn't at the top of the card, when he was feuding, you know, feuding surrounding the North American Championship and just being. You know, hey, I'm Adam Cole. This is Bobby Fish. This is Kyle O'Reilly. We're Undisputed Era. We just fuck shit up. We do what we want. Like, we're here because we want to be here and we want to make this place our our bitch. Felt special. It got more special as time went to the point where Adam, as Adam Cole went, the entire brand went. So when Adam Cole is not on television, NXT didn't feel as it didn't feel like it was it didn't feel right so what i what i feel like is at least in in the sense of adam cole adam mm. cole is the was like the last bastion holding nxt back from nxt becoming what it is now like he was basically the embodiment of all the years before you know when mm. we had uh all the um the full sale all the full sale stuff mm-hmm. up until the that big shift mm-hmm. and we lost you know we lost zane we lost finn nakamura like all those guys left and then you had adam cole johnny gargano and tomaso champa mm-hmm. yeah and it was like okay these are these are the last guys of of triple h's big push mm-hmm yeah. And then Cole leaves and it's like, well, I guess we're done here. Let's let's rebrand the whole whole thing. Let's get rid of Regal. Let's just redo it. Yeah, there's a lot to be there's there's a lot to unpack about the end of NXT 1.0 and the beginning of 2.0. Like there's so much was going on there. There's a but lot yeah. going yeah, there's a lot going there's on, a lot, a lot of going on. a lot of politicking going on. I think I like it because what I enjoyed about early NXT was seeing a lot of people I did not know, seeing talent like Enzo Mori, seeing talent like The Ascension, 
everybody will talk about how Shinsuke or Asuka, all these people were were ruined when they went to the main roster. The Ascension was ruined. The, the Ascension talk, was done so fucking dirty. Don't talk like. to me about at, wrestling acts being ruined by the main roster. And if I say the Ascension and you blow that off, you're just not. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about yet. I because I can I can I disagree, but I can see when somebody goes Shinsuke Nakanora was ruined, Asuka was ruined, blah blah blah. Meanwhile, Asuka's like you know one of the most decorated women's champs of all time. Shinsuke Nakamura is consistently is living, is, he's consistently great in living his dream life surfing in California. <laughs> exactly, yeah. like like is very pictures clear. of water towers in every single town he goes to. <laughs> like he does, like he he is not as good as he was when he was wrestling AJ Styles in the Tokyo Dome. He's not as good as he was wrestling Sami Zayn at NXT Dallas, take over Dallas. Like he is wrestling not, Brock Lesnar in the Tokyo Dome. He's not the same guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, he's not the guy who wrestled Brock Lesnar in the Tokyo Dome either. Like but this is a guy who is on a on the on the backslide of his career, cashing the fuck out, making money, and also just being an overact. Like yeah, that's a not that's a, not everybody can be the fucking guy saying that like and, and it's it held water when it's like they're forcing Roman to be that guy and he's not he's not ready to do it or they're not positioning. But I mean, there's a reason why when that man goes, ooh, ah, everybody in the Everyone arena goes, ooh, ah. like you can't. I, you can't, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I never liked liked him. Meanwhile, that guy goes ooh ah, and everybody's pretending they're a Brock Lesnar guy. Like I'm, you, you cannot sit here and tell me that he's not over. You can tell his his stories aren't good. His presentation's not up to where it's supposed to be. Prior to his most recent run, but that's the guy, and it just took a little bit of tinkering to get back to get him to being the guy. I don't know if you saw his. The, the, there's a minute of his promo from last night. Where he is, he is. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's talking about his title, the WWE title, and he's like, "That's my title. In fact, this ring is my ring. These, you know, these people are my people. This commentary team, they work for me. They're my commentary team. That sign, WrestleMania, is because of me. Like he's doing all this shit and he's talking cash shit. I'm like, it is amazing that three years ago, like he is just being." Not out of the building for being a milk toast baby face. Like, like he's getting he's he's in the ring and he's the fourth most over guy when you've got decrepit taker Drew McIntyre, Shane McMahon, and then him. Yeah, like it's it's wild to think about. Like he not even booed up, but just it's like, come on, we we're tired of being told he's the guy, and you keep showing me that he's not. Then he goes and shows us this guy, so he did. But not everybody can be that guy. Not everybody. I'm not saying everybody needs to be just, you know, booked badly, but not everybody can be booked at the top of the card. And you have to understand, like, this is my thing, right? AEW, I don't, I, there's a lot of people that are booked very well in AEW because AEW has a bloated roster where they just feed people who can take losses as a singles and it doesn't affect their, their perception. WWE doesn't have that because WWE has a lot of moving parts where they can't afford to have, and not afford in a, they can absolutely afford it in a monetary sense, but in a functionality sense, having a bunch of guys that aren't established, uh, or 
uh, need to be booked in a certain way when they are already have guys who need to be booked in a certain way that are already over, that are already established and are making them money. What point is of ha- what's the point of having them if from a business standpoint, what's the point of having them if you're not going to use them properly, right? Because that's the complaint everybody had, which is you have all this good talent and you're not using them. And then now it's, we're cutting them. And the re- it's more the reason, which is budget cuts when you're like, well, you're making billions of dollars now. So what, it's not exactly budget cuts. But. Well, it's not, well I just heard that um, the, in the aftermatch, they, they were talking, or on the uh, WWE website, they were saying that it's not just a title versus title match now. It's mm-hmm. a reunification. It's a unification. Yep. And they're gonna and they're gonna end the the brand split again. Yep. Which if Good. if if this right, <laughs> which makes which now makes all the sense in the world why you would cut people setting aside the fact that it's a a, a worldwide pandemic and it makes you a really shitty asshole. Yeah. Setting that <laughs> setting the poopy buttholeness of it aside, it makes sense from the business perspective. So that you want you want a leaner roster and you want the best guys to have their time. But here but to your point, would you rather have Baron Corbin who can lose every week and still be hatred as a hot heel or would you rather have five guys who are like 2 and 7 and all of their wins are on Elevation and Dark? Yeah, exactly. Baron Corbin. Yeah, you know why? Cuz I can I, also Use Aaron Cor- Baron Corbin to get my boy Madcap Ma- Ma- Moss over, like who is yeah. objectively becoming a bigger, st- as big of a star as Baron Corbin. I love Baron Corbin. Like, there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I can't stand Baron Corbin. Like, that's you, the point. You don't know nothing. That's you the fucking yeah. point, you schmuck. What? It's the, it's the yeah, but it's people who think they're they're smart fans. I'm I like just like, it. dude, no, he's he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And he's not, and he's not doing it by getting X Pac heat. He's getting heat for being a wrestler, yep. and it works. It works for him. And if you ever saw him when he was dominating NXT, you know he can turn it on when he needs. If they need him to do that and be in that position, he just hasn't because they haven't. That's the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of taking somebody and putting them somewhere, right? I have a que- I have one question, okay, and I was like, all right, this is the only this is the kind of question I can only ask people who are are at lifetime wrestling fans or at least up to date with stuff, right? Am I gonna cuss you out, Grum? What? No, 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 no. I think this is a good okay. question. I think this okay. is a good question. It's a two part question. We'll yeah, start with Didac. Let me a two parter. Start with Didac. Didac, you get to take anybody from outside of WWE and put them into WWE. Knowing exactly what that entails, right? Yep. You're trying to make this is the best case scenario, right? Uh, so you're basically like, hey, this guy might not be the top tippy top, but uh, you know, um, contender every couple months, it. make a run for it once or twice, and just be an overact, reliable. Uh, so anybody outside WWE into WWE? Ooh, uh. I mean, I really feel like even though he does well, he's been doing well with um, on dark and elevation and all of his stuff that he like his relationship with 
uh, with AEW and just with how pretty much Minnesota is like the last stop before you go somewhere. Like it's it's weird how how many people come to wrestle for first wrestling and then their very next thing is they're either in WWE or AEW. And I would hate to lose him as the guy who runs first, but Eric Cannon. Okay. Right? I see. I know I I followed Eric Cannon. That's a that's a good one. I think that's a good good solid like this guy will be good. He yeah. Might not like, be the would... top but you know. He would make, I think, well, and he's had, I mean, he's held the, in in at least our little neck of the woods, he's held the, the James Ballantyne VFW Championship and the Wrestlepalooza Championship. Which, I mean, he's kind of like, when the title goes vacant, he's vacant. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the default champion. Um, but he's one of those guys that he can put on whatever match you need you need a comedy match he'll do a comedy match you need uh you need a hardcore match the dude will fucking do his best tommy dreamer impression and fucking bleed everywhere for you but i think like if he were to hit wwe he'd make a he'd make a i would say he'd make a good run as uh as intercontinental champion if he doesn't make it to the to like the top. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it and I like it. I'm paying money for it. That's the important thing. Yeah. Like if they still had like a, a hardcore title, fuck it, strap a rocket <laughs> yeah. to them. I mean, look, I I, I mean the 24/7 is is more comedy, but um I mean, I think a guy like Eric Cannon who is been able who's I've known about for decade plus now like and just knowing what he and seeing him and being and i've seen him wrestle just i'm like okay no that's a guy if you go hey go, go give me two minutes of the funniest shit you can give me um and get over uh, absolutely but also if you do a little hardcore if you want to be the guy in the chase that's trying to kill people with a with a steel chair yeah let's do it and they end up taking the steel chair shot yourself or caning yourself or something like that you know what i need to let me get on the phone with vince um we're gonna get a character in the 24 side that just you know uh ends up hurting themselves but ultimately will get themselves over as a uh an indep- uh, as a regular competitor and then um be really good that's eric cannon let's get i'll, I'll okay. put the call into vince i'll put the call into vince <laughs> rb what about you anybody outside of wwe into into put them in get them in the system Oh man, I have one, but it wouldn't work because it's WWE. I have one, and it would also be like, you know, it'd be it'd be for you. Mm. I'm not going to say that one. Oh, say it at the end. Okay, because I don't think he would work in WWE. I don't think that his personality behind the scenes uh, would work, and I don't think that they would have the patience for him to get the kind of uh, position that Baron Corbin has that he would okay. be great for. Um, so I'm not going to say Eddie Kingston. Mm, okay. Yeah. Damn. Cause I feel, cause Eddie Kingston, yeah, could he would have, he would have already been there. If that's the case, like they offered him the spot yeah. basically. He's like, nah, I'm good. I don't blame yeah. him. But. He, yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that the, it would work for him. 
But I would love to see that kind of character in WWE doing that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. no one does it like Eddie Kingston. No. Um, I am also going to go uh, to Minnesota. Oh, I'm going to okay. say I'm going to say Dante Martin. Dante yeah. Martin could be the guy. Air Wolf. Ten years. In ten years, Dante Martin will be the guy. It's crazy that we're, like we, he's on tele- national television right now. And this is the other thing. Like, this is why WWE is doing what they're doing with NXT 2.0. It takes ten years to get. Look at the Miz. The Miz has been on television for over ten years, and now he is at the point where the crowd is fully invested in his character, in his matches, in everything he does. It takes a lot of time to get over and stay over. Dante Martin is going to do that. I think that's a good call. I think that's a fucking great call. Yeah, Dante Martin is sort of the prototypical post, like, it's never going to be post Vince. He's going to put himself into a robot and run (laughs) WWE for the next 200 fucking years. Yeah. That being said, Dante Martin is Ricochet who can talk. Yes! Thank you. That bum ass Ricochet can't talk. Thank you. I love. I love. Ri- Listen. I love Ricochet, but he do- he doesn't got that lack. I'd- he's not. He's not. He's not a five skill player. He's not. He he's a very good, very incredible. Like I, I tell people this all the time when they're like, "Why isn't Ricochet?" I don't get why Ricochet's not pushed. And I'm like, because Ricochet can't string together two fucking sentences. They're like, why should that matter? I said, because it's fucking professional wrestling. It always has mattered. It has. There's never been a time in professional wrestling when stringing together two sentences has not been important. Do you know the only person who has been unable to string together multiple sentences? into a cohesive, entertaining promo and gotten over to the point of being a fucking star. We watched him today wrestle Will fucking Sasso. We watched <laughs> Bret Hart had some absolutely brutal stinkers of promos. Real as bad. A, until he started saying, fuck you, Vince, eat shit, f- suck my dick. When he started going off and being a heel and letting himself be you know, clowned a little bit and opening himself up and not to be taken as seriously as a wrestler... God damn it, Bret had a great promo. But when he was serious, I'm Bret Hart, I'm a good guy, I'm a role model, he stunk up the joint. Another Wrestlers need need... Yeah, go ahead. Since we're talking about uh, uh, Ricochet, another guy who was in the same boat but then changed it up and got over, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay yes. got a promo, he got an edge, and he got the IWGP championship. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Cesaro. I'm like, well, Cesaro's best promo happened on Talking Smack, and it sounded like an 80s promo. But it worked for him. It also worked for the story that, like, you don't have to be a good promo. You have to be a good enough promo. Yeah, you need to be able to be manageable. Also, Cesaro should have just been the greatest tag team wrestler of all time in WWE history. Like, that should have just been He already is. He He is. He should just do. No, that's Edge. Edge is the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. Edge. Edge has Edge has a record. He's got seven. He's got titles with seven different partners. Cesaro has three, but a lot with Sheamus. A lot of them with Sheamus. Yes, yes. The bar like, is like, like. Okay, here's my argument. Cesaro, the bar, Cesaro and Sheamus, the actual greatest tag team in WWE history. That's a spicy. That's not why is it so spicy? Whoa! Not only that, in the and in the same era, 
as the New Day and the Usos. I mean, I don't hate it. I, 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 I'm a big Seamus guy. We share birthdays. We're ten days. We're ten years apart. I don't, I don't mind it. I like it, but I disagree. I almost, but I like I, it. I, I mean, I, I, I almost, I, I almost went so far as to say, the bar, the Usos, and the New Day are better than the Dudleys. Edge Christian and Let's Hardy. Let's fucking go! Yes! Yes! I'm banging the table! Let's fuck it. Yes! They're yes! Spot monkeys! Let's, let's fucking go! Damn it, that's... Yes, way to pull it back around. I'm, getting, yeah. I'm fully on board with yeah. that. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. There's an over thing with a with a a, a table. <laughs> any, 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 any headbutts them in the nuts. Great. First off, first off, Public Enemy did it first, all right? I'm just saying, right? Public Enemy got a table over. They had Dusty Rhodes yelling about plunder on national and national pay-per-view, all right? Well before the Dudleys were, okay? Mm-hmm. Second off, you have Edge, who's a really good worker, and then that's it. Everybody else there are not great workers. They're just they're, they're either a three-tool player or a tool-tool player. Matt Hardy is very smart. Matt Hardy... Charismatic. Matt Hardy, never want to see him wrestle, though. Even when he was in his prime. I'm good. I, yeah. I don't need... Yep. Like, the, yeah. the most over Matt Hardy was before he became a character was when he was fired. When he was When he was cucked by Edge. Yeah. <laughs> the, man, the man was the most over when he was committing trespassing crimes. Alright? Like, uh, I, you know, I, I can't... I just can't do... Uh, <laughs> but yes, I like Jeff, that. Jeff Hardy... I, I thought you Jeff were going. Hardy. I thought you were going with saying all three of them, the the Bar Usos and New Day, are better were, are better than the Bucks, which I also agree. I don't think it's a hot take. <laughs> I I agree with that. But the fact you said they're better than the 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 TLC trio of teams, buddy, yeah. I'm all for it because I've been holding on to that one for a while now. Hell yeah! yeah it, they they came and they did their thing in their time. We yes. would not have the Bar the Usos and the New Day and the Bucks and FTR, if not for those guys. That's great. Give them all the respect in the world. Please stop having TLC pay-per-views because they, across the board, suck ass. <laughs> I mean, they did. They've stopped it. Yeah. So, but yeah. And, wow. But, but I think when it comes to the competitiveness, I think I will go on to say the best, wrestling, best tag team wrestling match I ever saw was... The Hell in a Cell between the Usos yes. and the New Day. Yes. With him racked up against, and, racked and, up around, wrapped around uh, the post and just gutting and just candlesticks to the stomach. <laughs> He's gonna puke. <laughs> or. And, that, and, I, and the thing is, I know that that's saying something because I know you have seen, I know you watched Lucha Bros and, and Bucks. Yeah. Like, I watched all Lucha. out. Like, yeah. I, I know that, it, I, it, like, <laughs> I felt weird for being like, yeah, no, like, I saw that match. Really good match. It's not the best tag team match that AEW's ever had. So I can't say it's the best. Like, I think the, the Revolution uh, page in Omega versus Young Bucks was better. Yes, I think that that is the best tag match. I think that's one, the, uh, the cage match with the uh, Bucks and 
the Lucha Bros is two and mm. FTR versus the Bucks. Yeah. As rushed as it was, as still, much as yeah. I agree with you that it should have been further down the line, the match delivered. Like that, 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 that yeah. what that was to that moment the best and until the Kenny and Paige versus the Bucks. That was the gold standard. Um but yeah, okay, so so Dante Martin in WWE and we're putting uh we're putting Eric Cannon in WWE as well. Now, reverse I'm gonna reverse yours, so RB, you're up first. Okay. Who are you taking from WWE and where are you putting them? Ooh. Right? Because that's options. A lot of people are like, oh, you put them in AEW. It's like, well, I'm asking I'm asking guys that I know here that don't just go one or two. They there's there's a lot here, so. Mm-hmm. Um, my immediate reaction. That's, it's also anybody under WWE's umbrella. So that includes NXT UK, NXT, and, uh. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm sending Walter to New Japan. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, buddy. Fuck! Give me Okada was, and Walter right now. I was I was actually having this conversation with another friend of mine yesterday about just the chop fest that could be had between Suzuki and Walter. Uh-huh. I need <laughs> Do you know what color? Walter versus <laughs> Suzuki. Walter versus Hiroki Goto. Walter Walter, you know, you know what the color oh my of god, the Walter versus Ishii. Organs are? Oh my you know god. What, what, what color is the what color is obliterated I, internal organs? Do you know how much money I would pay to see Suzuki, uh, Suzuki to just be like no selling a chop? Just to eat that chop and look at look at Walter and be like ah. Give me another and then, one. Give and then another like one. I I would lose my absolute fucking mind. I didn't think I'm thinking like I was thinking Walter was one of them. I didn't think in New Japan I was thinking of putting like Walter in Impact and just letting him run through everybody there. That would be nice. That'd be fun. <laughs> I was like let 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 Walter destroy just mangle and murder everybody and just run that promotion. Fuck it. I, I just needed it. Um my yeah, my, New need, my, too. my knee jerk was uh you take Rollins and you fix the Bullet Club. That was my. That was my. That, that was. My, that was. That was my knee jerk reaction. And then That's... you said about NXT, and I was like, I just want. I just want to <laughs> smile and watch Suzuki and Walter beat each other to death. Yeah. No. Rollins fixing the Bullet Club, uh, and then having being in the same promotion as Osprey. Cool. Oh. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine today, like the current gimmick of him? With the oh. coats, where he's as where he's as scummy as ELP. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, EL, ELP, be like, dude, I think you're a scumbag. You're like, what? <laughs> no, I think no, you're it's great. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you're great too. Yeah, yeah, you're a scumbag. Uh, that's good. All right, so Walter, that's I, good. I, I'll also accept the Rollins to New Japan uh, to fix Bullet Club. That's because that one. also because that what that gives me, I think, is Ghetto the the character turning his back on Jay White and then you get the Jay White face redemption because mm. that because he as the as the most over guy which I think that has to eventually be the plan for Jay White because it was like when he was on excursion people were like Jay White is going to be the next guy how is Jay White going to be the next guy and I think that that's I think he gets to be like he gets to be the flip of Osprey who was yep. fine as a face 
but got the skills and then betrayed Okada and became mega heel, I think Osprey is going to go the other way or that Jay White will eventually go the other way because I don't think it if for no other reason. And I think Rollins would make that happen very easily. Plus imagine I plus be with me for a moment. Okay. Seth Rollins in the G one. Boy. I'm okay. I'm all right. I know. I'll take a shower in a bit. Good. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> Woo! Boy. Um, just letting him go for 20. Yeah, Gato could finally give somebody other than fucking uh, uh, Yorotano a fucking 30 minute match. Um, mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, all right. Dideck, what about you? You're taking somebody out of the WWE's umbrella and putting them anywhere. Uh, okay. So, like RB, I had a knee jerk meme reaction. Okay. Which was, you you take Braun Breaker, you let him go full tilt Steiner, and you put him in Impact. Mm, okay, mm. all right, I li- okay. Like that all was right. my that was that was my knee jerk meme reaction. Is like he looks so much like his uncle. He yeah. talks like his uncle. He basically is his uncle. Just mm-hmm. put him over there and just make him Rick Steiner two point Like. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's a, good. Yeah. He's an absolute stud. Absolute. They're stud. not missing with that guy. They're not. No. No. He's, no. no and at all. They, he's only twenty four. They got him wrestling like, Dolph Ziggler. There's a reason that, that he's doing that. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So is that is that your official answer, or you, did you uh, let it stew a little bit and come up with a? Yeah. Like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That it's a it's a good choice. I feel, but like I want it. I feel like there's there's something to be said about like there's there's guys in wwe that would be phenomenal in new japan like seth rollins would be insane um shit see that's a little little tougher because it's like you get so used to the wwe product Mm -hmm. that it's it and it's so different it's like well i don't i don't know how these guys would would adapt to an environment outside of that um, but I think in the same vein as as Walter, I mm-hmm. I think Champa in New Japan. Okay, I good. I I that's a good thought too. Like that's that sort of thing is like it would be like it's gonna sound weird, but Champa would be a waste in AEW. Could still just be Champa. It'd be yeah. right, kind of the same thing. Like same thing with Gargano. Like I love I love Johnny Gargano. I love that he named his baby boy after Peter Quill. I love, I, I, I love, you know, I love, I love him and I love his wife. I love, I love everything about those two guys. And I think they'd be great in AEW, but they're, but for something like that, it's not my choice because they'll eventually, like they're eventually going to go there. Like you want something yeah. different, something that's a change. Well, and um, what I feel like with, with Champa is there's, he, speaks to like an eight like not an he's like the wwe version of like matt cross Hmm. where you know matt cross was huge in uh lucha underground and he was on the you know on the indie circuit he i've seen him live at at wrestlepalooza but i feel like you let you let champa do his thing you know you give him not so much the the mox treatment, but you let him be more brutal. You let him be, you know, conniving. you let him be the Blackheart. 
you let mm-hmm. him be the Blackheart, and the whole baby Champa becomes scary. Yeah, have ha- haven't you know we're talking about Rollins fixing Bullet Club? Have Champa try to take over Suzuki Gun? Mm. Ooh, little feud oh, with uh, little feud with Lance Archer. Little feud with Lance Archer. Little feud with uh, ZSJ. Oh, Champa versus of... ZSJ. Oh, baby. Mm. Mm. Say it slower. Hamaso <laughs> <laughs> Champa. Forty-five minute submission. <laughs> Zach Saber Junior. Oh boy. Um, I know. I know. Uh, you know. ELP on commentary next. I, week. I know. I know. Uh, New Japan isn't isn't big on on you know specialized stipulation matches, but you know, just give me a give me a crutch match <laughs> in, in New Japan with Tommaso Ciampa. All right. So I get you ready for mine. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Right. From I'm taking from outside of WWE and putting them in WWE. Okay, I'm taking Shane Taylor Promotions, the whole group, and I'm putting them in WWE. That's Shane Taylor, O'Shea Edwards, uh, Khan, Moses, uh, Ron Hunt, all of them. I'm talking Trisha Dora. I, although I don't know if they if ROH ever officially made it. Can't but Trisha Dora was was being recruited. Uh, I'm putting them all in WWE. I want Shane Taylor promotions there. That's where I want them. Taking out of WWE and putting outside of WWE. I'm taking Vic Joseph and I'm putting him in AEW. I'm getting I'm getting I'm redoing revamping AEW's uh uh thing. I'm doing Vic Joseph, Taz, and Excalibur as your play as your commentary team for all the, every show. Listen, I don't want to say the things that I don't want to repeat on an open mic. Some of the things I've said in in uh, while watching wrestling matches that I've said about Jim Ross. <laughs> I have said ter- I have said terrible things about Jim Ross because he has pissed me off so much watching him uh, both in AEW and in New Japan. Like I have really laid into Jim Ross in a terrible way. I, um, I, it, but Jim Ross takes a lot, steals a lot of thunder from Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone is great as an like, I, I love AEW's, uh, not catering, but um, targeting of the hardcore fan who's fallen out of, who's who knows the history of professional wrestling, and all that stuff. You can do that without giving me this, like I've. Tony Schiavone and and Jim Ross are are great. They love professional wrestling. They don't like modern professional wrestling. Tony no. not so much. Tony does, but like, but Tony gets talking with Jr. and he starts agreeing with him. Yeah, it's like look, like you get you get Tony like let Tony do. I like Tony doing the in ring interviews. I love that. He's very good at that. He's always been good at. That. Jim Ross can do these backstage sit downs. I don't need them calling the action. Excalibur and Taz are incredible on Dark and Dark. They on, are right. Jericho, Taz Jericho, and Excalibur. Come on, Jericho needs to get the fuck. I'm. I he needs. I need him working Dark Elevation as a commentary before you put him on national television. There's just he's he's just all over the place because he's like I have to say something and it's like 
Yeah, no. he doesn't have he's you not don't. he doesn't have that instinct yet. It's just like like you don't have like the other day. What was it? He was yelling about he he was yelling about like Eddie Kingston on it was a couple weeks ago. He was yelling about like having Santana and Ortiz's back um, as Kingston uh, like was there. And like the numbers were on the side of Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston, and he's like, "Oh, if if they need me, I'm. They know I'm right there." And it's like, "Shut the fuck! Dude, if they needed up. you, yeah. you would be there." Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. Fuck? The there there the the thing is that Jericho is not great on commentary. He's good in a podcast where he's carrying the whole thing. He's fine in a promo, but he's not great. Like he's okay. Like the most I enjoyed him on commentary was the time that it was him and JR and JR was burying the bucks and Jericho just went for JR's throat live on national television. Well, yeah, because like, you shouldn't, because be he's, sh- he's right. You should be shitting on the business, especially like, sure. Say what you will about the bucks, but you don't shit on them when they're being booked as the top guys. Yeah. Like yeah. He, there was like the other day, I forget what it was. It was I think it was Adam Cole. And a, a face jump came to someone's defense and ran Adam Cole away from the ring. And Adam Cole's like halfway up the aisle, just stopping there and like mouthing off back. And JR and Dare's like, why do you stop? I don't get why guys stop. Like, dude, because it's professional wrestling. Yeah. That's what happens. Don't, don't, fu- like, I know you don't get the whole kayfabe is dead thing, but that's not the way the kayfabe is dead. <laughs> Yeah, K- in fact, you pointing out that this is a show and it's done for entertainment is more killing the business, Jr. Than anything that <laughs> and, like, uh, it's just it's rough. That those are my picks. That's why I asked the question because I'm like, yeah. y'all See, are gonna be now, wrestlers. I'm you going picked to pick, a whole goddamn faction. I said you I'm did pick a, a whole goddamn faction. Yeah, well, I'm no, the host. See, I can I I, I asked the question knowing where I was going. Well, well if <laughs> I can transplant, if I can transplant a faction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'm taking the family out of WWE, Roman and the Usos, and I'm throwing them at God in New Japan. Oh, yeah, no, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You throw yeah. them at you throw the family at the gorillas. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, throw the bloodline no. at or yeah, the throw the club. yeah. You just throw, throw the, the, the like, yeah. like I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, nah. Roman Okada, give me that. Give me Usos. I like like New Japan's tag division isn't great anymore. No, it's no. Great. But like they they they've broken up all of the good junior yeah. teams, and the senior teams are all just guys who are left. The, right the senior teams are just all they're just all the the guys who are in groups. So it's just like, hey, the, we have these guys representing this as your tag champions and their and their opponents representing it's two random guys representing the bullet club like ugh. right like you know i love like naito and sonata great love it fantastic but it's not not sonata and evil no like that was a great tag team absolutely my like new japan easily has the fourth in term, like I would say, they're they're the fourth best roster, cause like Impact's roster is, is Impact's quite, roster is very quite, good. it's very mm-hmm. solid. Like you don't have the top the big names, 
Um, but if you put like, if you get like, if you put, gave them, not even can if you not even like the top tier level of uh of AEW main eventers, but if you gave them like, if you gave them like Eddie Kingston, or and, and like Darby Allen who or, or and like, like. Not Sean Spears. I don't want Sean Spears anywhere near any of my wrestling. Um, I, Wardlow's trending, so I was like, Wardlow? Yeah, I mean, Ward, you put Wardlow in Impact. That's some yeah. Stuff. That's some good stuff. No, there, there, Wardlow, there, there, Wardlow's going to there's be... The, there's the match, Grum. There's the match. Wardlow and Braun Breaker. Step into mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, big meaty men slapping meat. Let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, always, yeah. I, I love me a good hoss fight. Yeah, I, Hoss Wars uh, always and forever will be beloved in this household. We, 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 anytime we see big media men slapping meat, we get excited. Um, that's why I'm excited for WrestleMania because it's big media men slapping yeah. meat. It is. That's why I'm excited for the face of the revolution. Yeah, it's big media men slapping <laughs> yeah. meat and Orange Cassidy. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like you're <laughs> like, hey, here, gonna, here, here's so all the. Fun. All the beef we All got. The big Starks and Cassidy. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like what? It's like well, do we put Jake Hager in there? No, because he no, because he's Jake uh, Hager. He's also hey, he's on a contract. He's on that. He's on that. He's about the, his contract winding up. He's getting in real good shape to look at the the WWE comes oh, looking point. at him. No. Yeah, that's probably yeah. He can't. No, thanks. Thank yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jake, whatever you're calling yourself these days. I have I have a Vince ruined Jack Swagger slash Jake Hager for me. Absolutely destroyed him as a as a person for me. Because he won money in the bank. He came out, he won his first title, and he no sold it. Yeah. And that's that, I'm like, see, you I know what? Ne- I'm putting that. I'm putting that on 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 more on uh, on on J- Swagger. Like, um, I was I I I had heard that he was told to no sell it because I, that that was the type of character he was going to be building up. He, like, there, my favorite moment in WWE history is the Miz girl moment mm-hmm. when he cashed in on Orton. And absolutely lost his fucking mind. Yeah, like I've oh, never yeah. like th- th- that is the happiest I have ever seen a person. Like Dolph Ziggler cashing in on Del Rio was also very good, but like the Miz being there in the middle of the ring, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, who was Mini Miz? Um, you mean Sando? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Before that, the. Uh, his young boy. Oh, uh, Riley. Alex, Alex Riley. Alex Riley starts to get into the ring and then realizes how big of a moment it is and doesn't. Like that, I live for the look of him lifting the belt up on the. It's. I love every cash in except for Swaggers because mm-hmm. of him no selling it at the end. And I think that was something. And I, from what I understood, it was intended to do that because he's was going they wanted him to because he was like sort of like the goofy um I don't know, Jake Paul esque. Like he had the weird blonde yeah, hair, yeah, he was yeah. overly excited, he was a college bro guy. It was him they and should uh, just let him be that. That would have worked. 
it would have worked but 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 that moment i'm just like i can't i don't want to i don't want to watch a wrestler who doesn't win the world championship and it's not the greatest moment of their life yeah that's fair that is it's fair i i i put that i mean him no selling it i don't think he should have no sold it as hard as he did um but yeah, no, telling a guy to be like, hey, like, act like this is nothing for you uh, is not probably is not the right way to go. Um, yeah. And it might but, not have been that they put it that way. Like, just yeah. just be serious about it. Yeah. And that was the only way he was okay. able to do it. This, he was been... this is the same company who was like, hey, like, we want you to be like, you know, to the to Terry Taylor. You're the Red Rooster. You're we want you strutting your, you know, strutting, strutting your shit. You're the you're the you know, you're the cock, you know, all this stuff. Right. You're the cock of the walk. And he's like, oh, all right. Uh, I guess I'm going to be a chicken. Like, no, mother. Like, <laughs> no, we don't want you to be a chicken. Like, what the fuck? Why would we want to be? No, I don't want you to be a fucking chicken. We want you to dress like one, maybe dye your hair. But like. What's with this cockadoodle do shit? The fuck, Jesus Christ! Um, I, I, it's just yeah. But hey, look, he they pulled his name out of a gimmick box, and they they were like, all right, well, you'll get that in Ted DBS, you'll be the million dollar man. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna wrap up here. We went long, why? Because we have uh, three wrestling nerds talking about wrestling, so that's what happens. Um, but. Uh, before we go, uh, last thoughts on the Will Sasso and uh, Bret Hart match that we watched and barely covered. <laughs> Absolute oh, fucking chaos. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was what a two minute segment, probably about four Three minutes. minutes. Yeah, four, 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 minutes. four Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it was over before it even started. <laughs> it it was literally the best utilized celebrity wrestling match of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, like. Oh, this is the real world. Like, oh no, it's whoever was whoever was it. Uh, Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone and Jay Leno and Diamond Dallas Page. No, no, no. Give me Will Sasso getting his ass kicked by Bret Hart, and then getting betrayed by his own castmate. Perfect. Top ten anime betrayals. Sold American. <laughs> so good. It was so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it was um, greatest betrayal of all time. Who, no one saw it coming. Um, no one saw it coming. No one. No one. I mean, Bret Hart got to Met. sit back in his chair for half the match. Uh, <laughs> drink some water. Drink some water and take care of him. Take, you know, not, not, not take too, some me too time. Much. Yeah. Imagine uh, how good those chair shots would have been, how crisp they would have been if her titty wasn't flying out. <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. Her titty, her titty was about to pop out. And the, wait for the cameraman. I think it was Keith Marshall was running the – Keith Mitchell was running the, the board. But it was like, hey, don't shoot her. Tell her, tell her, fix her dress. Uh, pop it out. Because um, there, there, there was a little – there was some rim there. There was some areola for sure. Yeah, there, there was some areola definitely. for sure. There was definitely some fucking areola. Uh, RB, take us home here. Uh, let us know where the where, what, what you're working on, where the people can find you. Any any causes that mean uh, mean mean something to you to uh, bring up and uh, talk about. Uh, the floor is yours. Absolutely. Uh, I love. Uh, uh, this is a great place to be. I, I'm glad you're all listening. Um, I am all about uh, mental health. Please support your local crisis lines. Uh, support your 
local uh, mental health centers and remember that mental health is health and that it is good for everyone's life and no one should be made to feel low because they are dealing with a medical condition. Beautiful. And we can find you at the the RB oh, streams, yeah. The the, the <laughs> RB stream on on Twitter or on on Twitch. The RB stream on Twitch. Uh the R B T H E A H R B E E on Twitter and TikTok where I do stupid D D skits. Beautiful. Beautiful. Didact, same for yes, you. Yes, sir. Uh socials, where the people can find you, what you got working on, what you want to plug and uh things that are Especially yep. your heart. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me twitch.tv slash Gaming. You can also find me at Gaming on Twitter. Uh, mental health, definitely a big proponent that I that I push on on the stream. Uh, I'm also a big proponent of, of uh, St. Jude Play Live, which we'll be getting into come April. So... In about a month, we'll be kicking off that campaign, raising money for uh, kids with cancer, making sure that uh, families who have uh, don't necessarily have the means to get their kids the treatment and to be comfortable to not have to pay a dime out of pocket for that. Um, one other thing, uh, love the people of the Ukraine. Absolutely. A and uh, fuck the Russian government, but love the Russian people. <laughs> mm. The promo that uh, the president of the Ukraine cut on Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. The, yeah don't yeah. give me a ride. <laughs> give me ammunition. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't need a ride. I need anti-tank ammunition. The fuck? Give me that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah thoughts are with uh, the people of Ukraine, people who have family. Uh, there and the uh, people of Russia who are just loudly being against this uh, to the point where they're getting arrested um, and, you know, for going like, nah, like protesting this. Uh, wild times. Um, yeah. Unprecedented uh, uh, lifetime, once in a lifetime event for the people who have continued to live through once in a lifetime event. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully everything is settled and in a in the safest and least amount of bloodshed and violence as um require i mean we're we're past the point of being like oh hopefully nothing bad happens bad things are happening yeah, it's happening like, yeah so hopefully the bad things stop happening as safely and quickly as possible thank you guys for coming on the dork side of the ring uh we went long uh, I might edit some of this down. I might not. Who knows? Um, but I love you guys. I can't wait to get you guys back on here again. I'll probably split you up so we don't sit here and talk about pro wrestling uh, for almost three hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you guys. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Didac. And thank you. Thank you, RB, for coming on again, having a fun talk. Unlike any other episode I've done, a lot of a lot of current talk and, and just talking about wrestling in general. Um, it was good. It's a good change of pace to have friends who like to talk about pro wrestling. You know, it's always good to have friends who share common interests or just having friends who want to talk. Um, that's also good. Uh, get yourself some friends, and if you don't, become my friend because I'll help you get friends. That's the one thing I'm very good at. 
I think, is making friends or and, you know, connecting people, which we'll be doing soon as Phase 2. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little, little, little bit of that. But, hey, look, thank you guys so much for hanging out today, being a part of the continued growth of the of the of this of what i'm doing over at grum.tv and support.grum.tv uh support.grum.tv i forgot a second dot there uh thank you so much i appreciate it i really do we're doing a lot of a lot of different things for i'm kind of just making my own path in this world of content creation and working on things the way i want to work on them so next week's episode is a good one as well it's actually a fun one uh it is myself and another super fan there can only be vaughn and my uh, and another twitch.tv uh both of them twitch.tv pals of mine shay and there can only be vaughn we're talking mike awesome versus the dark carnival and specifically we're going to be watching mike awesome take on vampiro and the icp in two separate matches uh which is just wild. Also, he's that 70s guy, Mike Awesome. There's a lot to talk about. It's a very fun episode. Uh, these episodes have been really long lately, and I and if you like long episodes, I'm very glad that I've been able to to help you out with that. Um, if you don't like the, them, don't worry. I'm going to be doing breaking up some stuff and put them up on YouTube because I figure that's easy content because it's recorded. I just put the logo on it, maybe do a couple of like little clips and whatnot. Who knows? But that's all you know in the in the future i got it's just a it's a one man operation you know and and just doing being a one man operation really makes it a little difficult to uh to to work on some stuff you know um to to be able to you know put out the content at the speed i want that i want with the quality i want it's it's tough but that's why i'm recording this from my car so i have more time when i'm at home on a computer that can properly edit things quickly and uh with the kind of um you know the kind of uh quality i want so that that's always good but thank you guys so much uh if you haven't already follow us on twitter follow us on instagram at dorkside ring you can follow me individually there at i am grum you can also uh you know continue to support us for free by going to the apple podcast store or apple podcast app i think it's technically it's an app or the apple podcast app or go to spotify and leave a five-star review that helps us grow it lets people know where they can find us they they it, it puts eyeballs on the product that's always good uh, i would hate to have to sell out and be like hey did you guys see what this wrestling content creator did also follow me on my on my my thing. Well, I mean, like, you know, that's a, the, the game is a game. But I'm not playing the game the way the game wants to be played. It's not time to play the game. I am the game. Yeah, that's where my brain was. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, I will see you guys next week. Remember uh, that it is okay to not take wrestling seriously because we here at the Dark Side of the Ring believe that wrestling is at its best when no one is taking it seriously. Until next time, I am Grum. I am... Glad you came, and I will see you next time here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast.